Okay, so we're both in agreement. Episode 50 is going to be our Meredith Baxter Bernie spectacular. You ready to do this, dude? Uh, Craig, uh, I'm afraid I must inform you that there are more pressing matters at hand. Uh, Meredith but, Baxter Bernie will have to wait. But, you waited till now to tell me this until we were both set up to record in front of these mics. Look... It's time I come clean. Uh, there are a lot of things I haven't been totally honest with you about. Okay. Look, to begin this whole podcast, I had an ulterior motive, man. This whole time I was just raising money to fund my super secret science project. But we haven't even made any money off the podcast. How Craig, can- feast your eyes on the fruit of your efforts. I present to you the Time Hopper 6000. Well, I suppose that would explain why your super secret science project is a cardboard box with dollar store squirt guns duct taped to the sides. Do you know what this is, Craig? Yeah, a cardboard box with dollar store squirt guns duct taped to the sides. The Time Hopper 6000 is streets ahead of the latest advances in space-time technology. Running off a simple Android processor, it possesses the ability to transport its contents to any location on the time stream the operator desires. Running off a... Damn it! So that's what happened to my old phone. What the fuck did you do to it, man? You completely voided the warranty. Craig, I need you to shut the fuck up for a minute and consider the implications of what I have accomplished. The constraints of the clock are no longer our concern, comrade Craig. We are now lords of time. Like David Tennant and that guy from Sliders. No, we're not. Just because you broke my phone and taped it to a box doesn't mean we could travel through time. I... 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 Do you seriously not remember future you coming back in time last week and in episode 45? Those were skits. To promote episode 50, we came up with them on the fly. Do you know what this means? Do you? Humor me. Do you know what this means? (sighs) That we can kill Hitler when he was a baby. That we can find out who killed Tupac and JFK. Then we can make millions betting against the Denver Broncos. Think bigger. Craig, think bigger. This means that I finally have the ability to sweep 1920s Ruth Gordon off her feet. And if that doesn't work out, I've got 1980s Phoebe Cates on standby. And don't be ridiculous. A ninja assassin killed Tupac and JFK. His identity is untraceable. Okay, you know what? It's been a long time coming, Nathan. 
But you and I need to sit down and have a talk about the difference between reality and fiction. You have a problem. Oh, let me guess. This is the part where Guy Fox and Bosnia and John Travolta come out, and you all lecture me about how I'm the one who needs to change, right? See, that's what I'm talking about. Those aren't real people. They're characters on our podcast. They're not even characters, really. Just bad impressions. Craig, do you remember back in episode six when the Elemis told us that we had the power to change the future? Another character from the podcast. How do you not remember helping me record the vocals and then editing it? Craig, a wise man once told me, if people believe in something, it's real. Do you know who that person was? David Royal from One Last Shot. It was you, Craig. You from the future. Look, I don't have much time left. You have a time machine. Just, just listen to me. I used the time hopper so much that I completely lost track of the sequence of, and subsequently ramifications of, events. All I know is that at any minute now, somebody's going to burst in that door and kill me. When that happens, take the time hopper to last Wednesday and bring me with you to the 1920s. Lay low there for about a, a week or two for this shit to blow over. I can't believe I'm saying this, but why don't I just take you in the time hopper right now? The time now? hopper 6000. Do I really have to call it that? That's what it's called. It's the time... I don't know. What do you mean? <sighs> okay. The Time Hopper 6000. And time travel to a week or two from now once this shit is already blown over. I feel like that would cut out a lot of steps. That's actually a great idea. Let's do that. <laughs> Holy shit, no! It's Mecha Brandon Dyer! Mecha Brandon Dyer? Initiating laser cannons. Last Wednesday, Craig. Find me last Wednesday. He'll explain everything. Laser cannons. Firing. Target obliterated. Scanning for, for other possible targets. Hmm. Is that Craig Lewis? Craig Lewis. Not really sure. Scanning. Scanning. Holy Scanning. fuck. Holy fuck. Uh, okay, okay. Scanning. So all I gotta do is believe. Scanning. Okay. Scanning. I believe in the Time Hopper Scanning. 6000. I, I believe in the Time Hopper Scanning. 6000. Scanning. Now, now how Scanning. the fuck do I operate this thing? Greetings, Craig Lewis. You are authorized for full control over all functions of the Time Hopper 6000, except for Purpose X. Really? Scanning. What the hell is Purpose X? Scanning. Access denied. Target unidentified. Not Craig Lewis. Phew. That was close. Wait. No. That really looks like looks like him, though. Scanning. Scanning. You know what? I'm just gonna go, 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 go over there and ask him. Time Hopper, bring me to last Wednesday. Please specify date. Fuck, I don't know. Wednesday, April something. Just hurry! Initiating time travel thingy and so on. Destination Wednesday, April something. Whoa! So, Nathan, uh, next week, it, it's your call. I really don't know what we're going to do. I, don't, I can't think of anything right now. Yeah, I can't. Man, I'm at a loss, too. I can't. I was thinking Dare maybe Meredith Baxter Bernie. No, we can't do that yet. Yeah, it's a special one. Yeah. I mean, and and then I had this other idea. Holy, what the? What the fuck just showed up next to you? It's some type of black hole dimensional vortex 
Oh God! It's like a hole it in the space-time like continuum. You coming out just of ripping it. Out. It looks like you're coming out of it, Craig. What is? I don't know. I can't look anymore. You just said it was me, and I'm worried that the what they said in Back to the Future would come true, and then I would end up dying because I saw myself. Whoa, chill. Is this last week? No, this is. I'm pretty sure this is this week. <sighs> Damn, I I did a miscalculation. Something I. Ah oh, man, I come from episode fifty. I'm looking for episode 49. Ooh, what episode are we at right now? Oh, this is 45, the Michael Crichton episode. Oh, yeah, that came out pretty good. You guys are you guys are rocking. Whatever you do, don't stop. Yeah, episode 49 is like four weeks from now. Oh, oh man. Yeah, I really did make a miscalculation. I Shit, I knew I should have hung a Yui at the JFK assassination. Ah, oh, well, I'm sorry. Uh... I guess I'm just going to recalibrate the coordinates on my Time Hopper 3000, and then I'll be out of your hair. So I'll be over here in the corner. Just pay no attention to me. All right, yeah. Hey, it was nice seeing you, Future I said Craig. don't pay attention to me. <laughs> okay, well, that was cool, I guess. I'm having future shock here. Don't talk to me. Um, oh, okay. Oh, yeah, don't worry about that. He gets over it. All right, well, uh, Craig. Yeah? No, the present day Craig, not future Craig. We still haven't really figured out next week's topic. Future shock. I, but I'm just saying we have no idea what we're going to do next week. Oh, next week? Number 46? Yeah. You guys do P.O.S.'s 2012 album, We Don't Even Live Here. Really? Yeah, it's a fucking great one. Oh, all right. Well, tune in next week. We've got P.O.S. We Don't Even Live Here. We're going to dissect that album. Ah, there it goes. See ya. All right, Time Hopper. Bring Access denied. All right, Time Hopper 6000. Bring me to Wednesday, April 30th, 2014. Access denied. 2014. Hey, isn't that that weird space-time hole we saw back in episode 45 again? Quick, close your eyes, Craig. Remember, future shock. On it. Quick, is this April 30th? It is. Let me grab my bag and we can get out of here. Wait, wait, what's going on? Me and future you have important plans. Don't worry, I'll explain it on the way. Oh, I get to come too? No, 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 you get to sit tight for a while, and then you can come back and get me next week. Aww. Alright, so you can handle plugs by yourself, right? I guess. Alright, dude, see you at episode 50. Bye, Nathan, and future me. I guess this means I finally got most of the bugs worked out on the Time Hopper, huh? Don't you mean the Time Hopper 6000? Come on, Craig, really? Really? I I had... Really? But you... (sighs) So yeah, I mean, are are all these bugs worked out, or...? It would appear so. Ah, except for that one that leaves drawings of penises and Sharpie all over your face. Man. Wait, seriously? So did I already fill you in on the plan? Hold on, do I really have penises on my face? No. Come on, dude. I was just fucking with you. Stay focused. Okay. So, just before you were killed by Mecca Brandon Dyer, you told me that you had a plan to use the time machine to swoon Ruth Gordon and Phoebe Cates? One or the other, Craig. One or the other. I'm not a player. I just crush a lot. Okay. So, disregarding how self-centered this plan you expect me to help you with is, don't you realize the scope of what we can accomplish with this thing? I'm not following. We now wield unimaginable power over space and time. Just time. Listen, 
I've been thinking. What if we use this thing to go back and change something? Fix our mistakes, you know? Change the future, just like the Elmas said. I'm listening. Look, which of our 50 episodes are the most popular? The earliest ones, of course. And our early episodes sucked. You didn't know how to edit. The volume's horrible. The skits are dreadful. They were just a mess. Come on, dude. You're going for blood. If those are the episodes that everybody's going to listen to, why shouldn't we use a Time Hopper 6000 just to go back and make them better? Just think of the possibilities. That's... That's the most brilliant idea I've ever had. You mean I had? Semantics. Come on, really? Yeah, okay. So we're going to do this? Let's do it. All right. Time Hopper, bring me to episode zero. You really do have penises on your face, though. What? Time travel thingies and game destination episode zero. Approximate time of arrival 20 minutes. Ah, uh, well, I guess we got some time to kill. Uh, any so. Got any news from the future for me, Craig? You know what? I actually do. I knew we would have, uh, I knew it was going to be a lot of downtime. I figured we could fit this in here. Awesome news. DC made an announcement that July 23rd will now be Batman Day. Batman Day. Batman Day. Yay. National Batman Day. Hells to the, yeah, fuck, it should be worldwide, Batman Day. so cool. We needed a Batman holiday. That's awesome. When was it? Uh, July 23rd. That's news from the future from the future. Yeah. um, Even better, though, Nathan, all vendors that decide to participate in this will be giving away a free comic that's basically a reimagining of Detective Comics number 27. Detective Comics 27, the first appearance of Batman. That's fucking awesome. Yes. Oh, man. So cool. Like a month, oh, two I, months I, after comic book day. You you got that. Good on you, man. Batman fan. Uh, and I would care to guess that damn near close to 100% of all comic shops will be participating in this. Yeah, that's fucking cool. National Batman Day. I can get with that. We'll have to plan a National Batman Day special. Let's do it. Let's fucking do it's, it. It's been, it's, it is decided. Keeping on the comic news, I don't know if you knew, but Amazon acquired Comixology, the app for smartphones and whatnot and tablets to uh, allow you to download, you know, I did not. I feel like that will not affect my life at all, but I feel like that will mean people will have to pay more money now. No. Well, this is what happened. They changed the app so you can't buy the comics in app. You have to then go out of the app. Go to the website, buy the comics there, and then download the comics on the app. That sucks. That's dumb, isn't it? Yeah, that's pretty dumb. That's ridiculous. I, I don't like. I like ordering shit on eBay. When you order shit on Amazon, you have to pay separate shipping for everything. Well, because it's coming from different um, places. Sponsor us, maybe Amazon. While you're complaining about that, <laughs> <laughs> that's the wrong approach, friend. I'm just saying, man. I'm just saying, you know. Well, just think about this. Like, think of how many people are on that app window shopping, and then they're like, oh, I think it will drastically reduce the amount of people that impulse buy a comic. Because by the time they get to the app, they're like, you know what? Maybe I shouldn't get that. Yeah, totally. You know, I mean, if he does it then and there, boom. It's, too, it's happened too fast. He's, he's already remorseful about it. 
What if you were at the comic shop and you were like, I want to buy this comic? And they're like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You just got to – this is just our display copy. You got yep, to just swing by our location at the mall real quick. <laughs> like, gonna, uh, no, a different location in the mall if the comic yeah. shop's in the mall. Yeah, yeah. Because <laughs> our comic shop has two locations one. in the same mall. So, But then – okay, but then – what you do is you're going to go over to the other one, pay for it there, and then you come back to here and we'll give it to you. That's yeah. how it essentially yeah. works. I'm like, wait, <laughs> what? Yeah, when I get down we, there, they're like, all right, you can go pick up we your copy. Yeah. Pick, they told me they didn't have any. We don't do purchases here. I'm sorry. It's just as ridiculous as, as uh, the buying video games at Toys R Us where you got to pick up a ticket and then go, go to the pickup line in the back. No, no, no. Yeah, I, yeah. I remember that when I was a kid. Uh, dude, what, what? I'm sorry. I wasn't what, really what listening. You, what, what was that? Oh, nothing. But what are you doing? Oh, I'm That's just, so important. I'm trying to look up some news of my own using the Time Hopper 6000's TimeFi 6000. Wait, what? You could do that? Time, it's like Wi-Fi, but it can go over like any period in history. Well, yeah. I, I kind of figured that one out. Uh <laughs> You, uh, that's possible? Well, yeah. I'm, this machine's great. Yeah, I know, right, dude? It's it's the power of imagination how did, unleashed. How did you do this? Like, the... Well, basically, like I said, man, it runs on an Android processor. Um, there's another component. like It's it's basically an invention of my own, really. It's, it's oh. called the plot device. Um, it's like somewhere there under the engine. I uh, remember you were like doing some kind of ramblings about this like three years ago. Well, yeah, basically. The but pl- I didn't think it was anything real. Like, I thought it'll, you were just allows, going crazy. It allows us to breach the space-time barriers so long as it advances the plot, so long as it's convenient to the plot. Like, if it isn't, then it doesn't work. Like, so, oh. so, so long as whatever we're using it to do, you know what I mean? Well, that's awesome. Uh I just got to say, I never thought it was real. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You uh, never I did. Was, but... I thought it was just kind of a joke. It turns out, like, what, what's real and what isn't. It turns out things that aren't real are real, too, because they still exist, in a sense. Isn't... Like, because the, it's still, like, part of existence. Like, things that are inexistent, so we, can, we don't even have words for. Because... Things that are real aren't real. And things that aren't real. It's it's are tough real. to explain. But anyway, dude, okay. I can't believe you didn't like mention this, dude. The cast of Star Wars Episode Seven's been officially revealed. Well, I I got my news from probably a little bit, you know, before we hopped into this machine. So before had, you hopped into this hadn't, machine, hadn't I mean we've been working on Episode Fifty for like a few weeks now, right? Plus, I don't even have the password to. The time fire Wi-Fi. Well, dude, check it. So, first of all, big news, big news. Mark Hamill, Carrie Fisher, Harrison Ford, Anthony Daniels, Peter Mayhew, Kenny Baker, they're all on board. Okay, excellent. Peter Cushing? <laughs> no, unfortunately not. Unfortunately. He would be, too, probably, if he hadn't died in he that movie. He played Grand Moff Tarkin, right? Yeah. Yeah, I don't know why Grand Moff... Yeah, he died. He died. Yes. Yeah. We don't need Grand Moff Tarkin. Back. <laughs> we, we, but if we could get Peter Cushing in like a different, a different role, role, somebody related to Grand Moff Tarkin, why not, dude? <laughs> Everyone son, has fucking relations son, in this right? fucking universe. And he doesn't know it yet. 
<laughs> There's this whole C side story. His son, who's older than he is. <laughs> oh, yeah. It wouldn't work that way. Time but. travel. All right. So first of all, we've got John Boyega, who is Moses from Attack the Block. Awesome. You've seen Attack the Block. Love it. If Excellent you, movie. If li- the listener haven't seen it, check it out. It's an alien invasion movie in the fucking hood in London. It's so good. Amazing. It's got uh, Nick Frost from Shaun of the Dead, yep. you know, that whole trilogy. And a whole other slew of uh, British people you've never heard of. It's amazing, though. But it is so good. Uh, Daisy Ridley, who is the only unknown in the cast. Apparently, she's like a jazz singer, I guess. Oh, yeah? Adam Driver, who plays Adam Slacker in HBO's Girls. Yeah, uh, no, I don't know. I've never seen or heard of HBO's Me Girls. Me neither. Really? So you? I was HBO's hoping HBO's Girls. I was hoping you would explain. No, the show no. is called Girls, but it's on. But HBO. it's on HBO. Yeah. I was hoping you would explain to me what it was about. Well, I'm so glad I could crush your hopes right now. Oh well, you're a dick that way. Uh, Oscar Isaac. He's been in a lot of movies. Not really sure who he is. You can IMDb. Yeah, I don't really know about it. most of the cast other than the ones that are returning. Andy Serkis. I know who that is. I also know who John Boyaga is. Fucking Smeagol, King Kong. Yeah. Like, what's he going to... Oh, man. I'm, Jar Jar I'm Binks. No. Come on, His dude. dad. <laughs> Come on, dude. J.J. Abrams is smarter than that. Hopefully. Uh, we'll, we'll hope. Sometimes. Maybe. I don't know. Like, do you think... It has to be some sort of uh, alien. Jar- Wait, did you say Jar Jar Binks' dad? <laughs> yeah. This is episode seven. <laughs> Jar Jar Binks' grandson. I don't know. I feel like he was the only creature of that kind in the entire... Oh, no, wait. The whole... No, there was a whole movie that dealt with his with his kind. <laughs> I try to forget about that, at least. I don't know how the fuck to pronounce this guy's name, but Bill Weasley from Harry Potter is going to be in it. Domhnall Gleeson? Bill Weasley? Ron's older brother? I guess. I don't. I don't I'm not a Harry Potter fan. I'm sorry. You, yeah. you caught well, me. I mean, I, I, I've never read a Harry Potter book or watched a Harry Potter movie. Really? That intrigues me. Were you a big Harry Potter fan? Not huge, no. Did you read the whole series? Uh, it's funny because I, my mom had loved the books, and she had told me I should read them. And I was like, yeah, well, it's like, you know, kids' fantasy, so whatever. And then the movies came out, I'm like, yeah, they're, they're all right. Nothing wrong with them. And then... At one point, I think it was like the fourth book, I decided to read it, and then I ended up reading the rest of the series, and I just never read the first three. But I've seen the whole series, and I've read half of it. Interesting. But anyways. And then there's also Max von Sydow. Sydow. Uh, He's been acting since 1949. Old dude. He's been in all sorts of shit. Like, I'm sure you've seen him in something, but I look him up. Yeah. He's one of those actors. He's one of those. That guy in that scene, in that movie. Sad, sad, sad news. Uh, Oh, no. Don't tell me. I don't want to know if it's sad. Well, cover your ears. Okay. I'm going to tell the listener. No, uncover your ears. If if I'm just telling the listener and... can't respond. You're like unresponsive. They're not going to be entertained. I've beaten your game, you dirty rogue. So, last week... 
Nostalgia Critic posted a new episode. If you're not familiar with Nostalgia Critic, yeah, he reviews him. older movies and He's a good guy. Yeah, he's pretty cool. He's pretty, pretty funny. Cool he's pretty awesome. His episode was The Things You've Never Noticed in Roger Rabbit. And most of them I haven't actually. Well, only a few hours later after he posted this video, news broke that Bob Hoskins died. Oh. At age 71. Um, so sad. That's like a big childhood actor of mine. Like Roger Rabbit. I fucking loved Roger Rabbit. I watched that a lot. Hook. He was in so many A lot movies. of other awesome, like better movies. movies than Mario and Brothers. great movies too. Yeah, he recently retired from acting in 2012 after being diagnosed with Parkinson's. Yes. Horrible, horribly sad. Our thoughts go out to his family, all his fans. You will definitely be missed. Man, let's let's give him the honor, man. The honorman? Not the honorman. The honor, comma, man. Let, yeah. Episode 50. Dedicated to Bob Hoskins? This episode's dedicated to you, bud. Like, not bud, sir. I am, I am so okay with that. Absolutely. Sounds like a... Good time to pay respects and give him a moment of silence. We promise you it was sincere, not just padding. Definitely sincere. I probably should have said that louder. Definitely sincere. Well, you've heard about the urban legend of the E.T. games, the Atari E.T. games. Oh, yeah. How horrible it was, and it was one of the products that Atari just... Well, that that's not the urban legend. That's just son of them in fact. Well, yeah, and, and I'm, I was still talking. Oh. <laughs> well, I just... I, yeah, but I mean... They, they, they threw them all in a landfill. And yes, were and just covered like, it up. We made way too much of this. Get rid of it. And everybody always said that was just an urban legend because nobody at Atari ever really spoke of it. Um, and people have been searching for it. But good news, everybody. They've been found. What? Yes. Director Zach Penn. Tina make- Fey? Yes. Cool. I love her. Dude, I have such a fucking crush on her. Well, I'm here to crush your... No, that doesn't work. That's all you do anyway. No, it's not Tina Fey, man. It's yeah, not. like I said, it's not Tina Fey. Uh, Zach Penn, and he's making a documentary about this. He was gonna go and see if he can uncover the games, and it was gonna be picked up by Microsoft and played on their network. Actually, and he fucking found them. He did well. How do we know he didn't so plant far? Them there? So far, um, this dig's still going, actually, as we speak. But he had uh, found hundreds of them so far. Well, as Not we millions. speak, it hasn't even happened yet because we're all the way on our way going back to like 2012. Well, right I mean, now. Some, I am so tired of the semantics of this time travel thing because are we like are we in where are we now? We're, like, I think we're getting there. We're almost there. Are we in, still in like the same spot in time and just moving through time in the same spot? Or are we also traveling? How would we be moving west? through time if we were in the same spot in time? Well, I mean, that it, would be the same geographic that would mean location. You stopped moving through time. Oh, in the same spot in space. I'm so confused right now. Well, dude. Okay. So apparently a new Buddhist center is opening up in the Highlands in Scotland. 
There can only be one. Nah. No. I can't do a Scottish accent to save my fucking life, so. McCrude. McCrude. No, I can't, I can't do that. No. I'll just give up. <laughs> well, Britain's first Buddhist Lama has went on record saying that Nessie, the Loch Ness Monster, is a Naga, which is, in Hindu mythology, it was like a snake, a serpent, like a demon, kind of. And Buddhism, I mean, a lot of Hindu stuff started being put back into Buddhism because it originated from kind of Hindu culture. And uh, at this point, Buddhism had kind of spread to Asia. So that was kind of influenced by their perception of like serpents and dragons as being these wise, noble creatures. So I guess that's where she's coming from is like... It's this prosperity-bringing water deity. Oh, okay. So it's a water god dragon. Water dragon. I, and part of me is like, I feel like this isn't how you should be presenting Buddhism to the world through news stories. Like, it's a water demon god. <laughs> and if we treat it right, so then it's going to bring us all sorts of... That's, wait, no, she's from... She's Britain's first llama. She's Britain's first, like, Buddhist leader. What would she sound like, Craig? <laughs> and she's heading a Buddhist monastery that's being set up in Scotland. <laughs> I don't know if I could do a female British-Scottish. <laughs> Just do British-Buddhist. British-Buddhist? Oi, so... <laughs> <laughs> She's just going to be up on stage saying it's right. like a water demon. It it is. I swears it is. It <laughs> it's also a god. Okay, and it looks like a dragon. <laughs> it's basically the coolest thing ever. It is basically basically. I mean, you played Magic the Gathering. I'm I'm pretty. <laughs> I'm pretty the sure gathering. you have. It's it's the gathering of of. All magic, things, you know. all things magic, and that's kind of what they're making it sound like. And really, she's just like, "What color does Guy Fox play? Totally blue, totally troll." Oh yeah, I. You know what? Cut a no, spell. No, I think he plays aggro rod. No. Yeah, dynamite explosions. He, blow any, he does yeah, explosions. That's not Guy Fox. Okay. <laughs> Instead, he's a mill deck man. When has he ever caused an explosion? <laughs> Instead, he's running three Jaces and <laughs> just a whole bunch of uh, mill cards. Wait, wait. I still have to draw three cards from me deck before you take me into custody. Wait, still, right. still me turn. It's still me turn. <laughs> I'm not done yet. I got this odd instant that lets me untap all my lungs. <laughs> And then, and then, you know what's going to happen? When it's your turn, I'm going to play a counter. Oh, I shouldn't have told you that yet. This is all as he's being shoved in I the sh- paddy wagon. <laughs> and they're just like, I don't know. Do we bring him to the fucking mental institution? Do we? Or do we... Do we they're just like, oh, I don't think we should ever. <laughs> is there a Canadian fucking Bobby in 1700s England? Sure. <laughs> Oh no! He was gonna bar- he, he was gonna blow up Parliament. I, I swear he was talking about dragons and stuff. Oh. And I said, if you're not even gonna go I around Watchtown, this Magic the Gathering eh, can only lead to oh yeah delinquency. Oh yeah, it's all sorts of dangerous. 
And the Smiths? Oh, I, I've never even listened to the Smiths. So, yeah, I mean, I don't know. I mean, from one perspective, I'm like, Buddhism should really be presented for its core. The, the Buddha's teachings, which were a very down-to-earth... Yeah. Whatever. And this maybe is misrepresenting it. On another aspect, I, I mean, like, like I said, man, like, people believe in the Loch Ness Monster, and that almost makes it real. So, like... Let's make it a fucking water spirit that brings prosperity to the fucking Scottish Buddhists. Actually, it's a Mura. A what? The fossil Pokemon from X and Y. Oh. When you pick the sail fossil. Oh. Wow. Damn, Craig. Boom. Here's the keys to self-radio. You're apparently (laughs) fucking... Yo, I'm not even locking up. (laughs) Oh, well, shit, dude. Apparently, it looks like we're we're pulling up. Episode zero is right there. Well, that didn't uh, seem so bad. Shit. At least we're... Are we cool? Am I... How do I look? Dapper as I... ever, man. I look better than I did in, in uh, like Episode March zero? 2012 or whatever. Um, yeah. yeah, sure. All right, cool. cool. About the same. All right, all right we're, <laughs> let's do it. Let's do it. Two years has passed. He still looks the same. <laughs> Listening to Fair Point. I'm Nathan Kapiser. And I'm Craig Lewis. And this is our introductory episode. So, wait, you're telling me that this isn't an actual full length episode of Fair Point? No. I brought all my stuff. I'm sorry, Craig. That's why you need to learn to listen. Whoa! Whoa, what the fuck? What's going on? Who are you guys, and why are you so debonair and charming? Hold on, hold on. I can't hear a goddamn thing you guys are saying. Let me just turn up the mics a bit on your mixer. Hey, 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 hey don't touch the soundboard. What? Whoa. Hey, that's actually way better. Uh, so, who are you guys, and why are you so debonair and charming, particularly the one with the long hair? Yeah, I'm looking at you. We are from the future! Episode 50, to be precise. We have come back to help you guys fix your shitty early episodes and raise them to be at least mediocre, like your later ones. 50 episodes? That's nuts! So what's the future like? Did dinosaurs ever come back? No dinosaurs, but they play indie music on the radio now, and How I Met Your Mother is finally over. And people fucking love My Little Pony. Oi, what the hell do you blokes think you're doing? Guy Fox? Dear Mr. Actually, I took the form of Guy Fox to make you as uncomfortable as humanly possible. Is that why you're standing so close to us? Precisely. Your breath smells like Funyuns. Are you daft? Are you out of your bloody minds? What do you think you're doing? Gallivanting in yesteryears and mucking up the time straight. I learned it from watching you! <laughs> awesome reference. That was a good one. <laughs> I know, right? He walked right into that one. Hey, come, hey on. come on. This is serious. You guys shouldn't be screwing around with the time stream. Your early episodes are the way they are because they're early episodes. You don't need to go back and change them. They show how far you've come. But I feel like nobody's going to take us seriously if they judge us based on the first few episodes. 
if it's taking this seriously you're worried about, I certainly hope they don't listen to this episode first. Fair point. You're lucky we're in episode zero right now. Well, no real damage can be done. Because it's episode zero. It's not a real episode. It's a fixed point in time. Whatever happens here is outside the realm of spice and time. Like the end of time in Chrono Trigger. Exactly like that. What, what, what's Chrono Trigger? You've never played Chrono Trigger? Is that like a Call of Duty game? <laughs> no, dude. It's it's like basically it's pretty much the best RPG. Nathan, that's it. That's our episode 50. What? Chrono Trigger? What about Meredith Baxter Bernie? There's always episode 100. Yeah. There is. All right. All right. So this Chrono Trigger thing. Just the facts. Chrono Trigger is a 1995 time travel based RPG produced by Square Enix for the Super Nintendo Entertainment System. It has since been re released on the PlayStation 1, the Nintendo DS, the PlayStation Network, and even smartphones and tablets, and is considered by many to be the greatest RPG video game of all time. Oh, Chrono Trigger. So. All right, so basically, you start the game out, right? Yes, as, as most people do when they play a game, they start it out. Chrono wakes up in his hometown of Truce in the kingdom of Guardia. Yeah, it's about 1000 AD. Yeah, about, I checked my watch, it's just about 1000 AD. And the Millennial Fair is being held in Lean Square. The Millennial Fair, you say? What excellent time it is to be alive, sir! Yes, and uh, Chrono... Chrono's friend Luca is taking advantage of this and having a demonstration of her new invention at the fair. Oh, a, Luca and her dirty inventions. Her wacky creations. They're so crazy. So Chrono heads off to enjoy it, but on the way there, he accidentally bumps into a girl named Marl. And oh yeah, she's a nice girl. He's I, I, you could tell Chrono's you know starting. He's like, oh this this yeah, commoner girl is kind of cute. Yeah, they kind of hit it off pretty well. They, they she's go off interested and join in me. The fair. Ooh, hmm. Well, why don't we hang out and watch the races? Maybe you know, play a game or two at Norstein Beckler's tent. That sounds, is that, an that sounds way or... worse than yeah. it is. No, These are no, kids. no. These I are s- kids. I swear to you, Norstein Beckler's tent is an actual <laughs> place in the Millennial Fair. Yes, it's not an innuendo. It really is. That's where you can get your crazy, creepy voodoo doll. The one guy shows up at the court later. He's like, he's like, I swear he offered to show her Norstein Beckler's tent, and I know what that means. I'm not an old fogey. Actually, and he proved you are, sir. he is an old fogey. <laughs> but we're getting ahead of ourselves. Uh, basically, the two of them go to see Luca's presentation, where she reveals her teleportation devices. And after a short demonstration of them, Marl volunteers to try it out. Hey, why not? Yeah, dude. Just let let her that rush. be a guinea pig there. She's obviously, you know, she needs that rush. You know, she's just out there trying to, like, experience life to its fullest. You know, YOLO. <laughs> I think, yeah, because, you, you know, you only YOLO once. Whenever I YOLO, you... I mean, if if you're a part of the fucking Scottish Buddhist fucking sect as I am, you can YOLO as many times as you want to. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to put that in the back of my mind and remember to Nessie's talk to you about back. that after the podcast. I, I want to YOLO more than once. 
So, Marl does hop on the teleportation device, but it has a weird effect with the pendant she's wearing. It reacts really strangely to it. Yeah, it's it's kind of crazy. It opens up like this portal, almost. And sucks her into it. But not the pendant. No, it leaves it behind. Weird, which, strangely enough. Yeah, I take I take issue with this, because then Chrono grabs the pendant, and, and he hops on the teleportation device. Takes and, the pendant with him when he gets in? And for the rest of the game, it always comes with you. Yeah, except for when Marl did it. Maybe because you have to be holding it and not wearing it? I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. It's one of those plot hole devices that you were talking about. So, anyways... When Crodo comes out of the portal, he's now in the forest, and it looks like it's, you know, Guardia Forest, but it kind of doesn't. And when he goes to the nearby town, he learns that it's now 600 AD. He just time-traveled unwittingly. 400 years 400 in the years. Past. He makes his way to Guardia Castle, where he's taken to meet Queen Lean, and he discovers it's actually Marl dressed up like Queen Lean. Yeah, she was found by a search party who have mistaken her for their queen who had gone missing recently. Yeah, interesting. So she looks just like the queen, you say. Foreshadowing. And suddenly as they're saying, as they're talking, Marl just vanishes, disappears into thin air. Well, it created a paradox. Yeah, Luca arrives and explains this. Uh, Because now she had created the gate key of sorts, right? Her new invention, the gate key. Which can open and take advantage of the gates, the time portals. Because apparently now that's a thing that happens. Time portals. So yeah, she explains that Marl is actually Princess Nadia. And Queen Lean is her descendant. Oh, that makes sense now. But why did Marl disappear? Well, because if they don't find Queen Lean and save her... She can't make... The search party gave up. grandma yeah. or whatever, great-great-grandmother. Marl will never be born. Oh, no. Oh, no. Now I realize what this means. Yeah, you see the urgency. Yes, now we have to save Queen Lean. Queen Lean. (laughs) I always uh, called her Queen Lene. That's weird because it's clearly Lean. Lean, yeah. I don't know why. So Chrono and Luca head off searching, and they find that the local cathedral has been overrun by fiends and monsters. No, that's our sanctuary. But luckily a talking humanoid frog with a sword... Okay, let's stop this. Named Frog. <laughs> a talking humanoid frog with a sword named Frog. Okay, now I'm following. Shows up and helps them get to the bottom of the situation. Uh, basically, the queen was captured by the mystics. Oh, those are like the goblin folk. The monster well, folk. I mean, it's it, yeah, it's, it, there's, there's not really many humans, if any, aligned with the mystics. It's mostly... Creatures, monsters, animals that all... I believe djinn were uh, associated with them. Yeah, and they all worship and follow this great wizard named Magus. And uh, basically, they rescue the queen from them, retrieve Marl, and return to their own time. So once they get Queen Lean back, Marl comes back. She just shows back up, and they're like, Two Queen Leans? Because, you know, King Guardia, 600 AD. I'm getting too old for this shit. This wasn't in the job description. I don't get paid enough for this. I'm not even supposed to be here today. And other such cliches. Yeah, all of those. So they all return to their time. And, of course, immediately, Chrono is arrested for kidnapping Princess Nadia. 
Yeah, allegedly. Allegedly. Fucking he saved bullshit. her life, you guys. Did, did no one else see her step into a t- time portal on her own? Apparently only Taven did. And yeah, apparently he's not saying much because at least they're not going after Luca. Yeah, so he's imprisoned and sentenced to death, but he does oh, no. escape. Yay! And he ends up reuniting with Luca and Marl. The three of them flee into the woods where they're eventually cornered by the soldiers chasing them. Um, yeah, well, because at this time, the Chancellor to the King was, was being a little bit of a worm tongue for Lord of the Rings fans reference there. Um, he, he was speaking speaking bad things into his ear and manipulating him into that Chrono is this bad person. Hey, personal responsibility, man. The King should know his own daughter. They're royalty. There's no such thing as personal responsibility. <laughs> Fair enough. So the King does appear and asks Marl to come back home, but she's like, fuck no. Not after how you treated my friends. And I'm running away, Dad. Yeah, I'm going off with Chrono, you, Dad. Go jerk off the Pope and all that shit, Dad. Fuck you. And then he slaps her and says, get to your goddamn room right now. I'm God, Fox, and Chrono. You can kiss my ass, Dad. I got a new dad. Oh, oh don't, don't think I'm her dad now. <laughs> I'm not the Hold one. Hold on. I'm Hold just, on a minute. I'm just an innocent boystander. Don't rip me wrong in this, you little harlot. I don't need another running with Chris Hansen. Once is enough for me, I tell you. <laughs> wasn't wasn't <laughs> that like the agent has said at that time too, anyways? <laughs> oh, too far. <laughs> too far. So the three of them escape into the gate. Yes. This is about where they end up in the future, right? Oh, this horrible, barren future wasteland. Just this can't be our future. Devastated. No. Ruins. It's, it's windy. It's horrible weather. Just everything. It's poisonous air. And they thought, really, though, they thought they were on a different planet until they saw the Statue of Liberty. And they're like, you screwed <laughs> it up. You bastards. And they had a Charlton Heston moment. No, that didn't happen. But, uh. I wish. That they do end great. up finding people, and the people of the future are just oh, poor and hungry. Pathetic. Uh, pathetic people. They, they take refuge from the weather, the vicious creatures, Survivors, and the ruthless machines and they're lurking hungry. in the ruins. They're um, so hungry, though. They're the, so hungry. They're still so hungry. Yeah, I know. It reminds you to- so many times of the game how hungry they all are. They're very hungry. Very and they take refuge from all these harsh conditions in the remains of like old dome structures. Thunderdome? No, just just domes like Aris Dome and shit. Aww. And eventually, after a run-in with Johnny, this half motorcycle, half android. Oh, Johnny! Leader he's of the a ki- robot he's the gang. leader of the robot gang, right? Yeah, they beat oh, him in, a, cool in a street race. It's, yeah. it's very fifties esque. Yeah, you get on a. You gonna drag race me to the finish line? Winner gets pink slips, buddy. They eventually discover a video recording that shows the destruction of the world by a creature called Lavos, which had been dwelling deep inside of the planet. Lavos, you say. So at this point in the game, you have Magus as as a big villain that you have never seen yet and you just know is a real badass. Yeah, he was back in 600 A.D. Remember, now, you're from 1000 A.D., and they just found out they're in 2300 A.D. Right. And 1300 now, years in the future. Lavos, oh my God, it's a new, it's, we have to stop it. He showed up in 1999. 
So about 400 years or about 300 years. I'm sorry. In one. Yeah. Yeah. 301 year. I rounded up by 99 um, before this happened. But (laughs) about a thousand years after what to you is the present. And he was dwelling deep inside the planet. He surfaced, massacred the entire world. Oh, man, it was just, it was mayhem, anarchy, pandemonium, what have you. They also find a deactivated robot, uh, which Luca reprograms so that it doesn't kill them. Like all the other robots. No, and she brings him back to life, and they christen him Robo. Yeah, and Luca reprograms him so that he's never going to let them down. That she does. So they continue through another time gate, and they arrive at the end of time. Kind of where we are now. Yeah. And uh, that's where they meet a mysterious old man. No, not Guy Fox. Uh, he... Oh, no, I'm, I'm not too mysterious anymore. I wear, my, I wear my heart on my sleeve. Oh, yes. No, it's not Guy Fox. It's Gasper. Gaspar? Gasper. Gasper. Yeah, and he, he shows them that they can access gates here. To any of the major timelines that oh, they'll be Oh, so they're not just randomly flying around at, through points in time now. Now they can specifically choose where they want to go. And they return to 1000 AD, where they wind up not in Guardia, but in the mystic city of Medina. Oh, they're in trouble now. And that's where they learn that Magus created Lavos in the Middle Ages. By God, are you telling me that Magus has something to do with Lavos? It's bigger than we thought. Yeah, totally. So they decide they have to go back to 600 AD, which is where they learn that in order to defeat Magus, they have to uh, they have to retrieve a sword called the Massimone. Massimone? Massimone. Massimone. Yes, and there's a catch yeah. here. There's a catch because only the legendary hero can wield this sword. Chrono, yes. right? Well, they they don't know. Um they, they try to get Frog to help them, and they learn of Frog's origins. Um, as a student of Cyrus, the warrior, the great warrior of the, the great kingdom warrior of Guardia, uh, he, was, he ended up being turned into a frog by Magus after Magus killed Cyrus. Now, Frog won't help them because... He thinks he's weak and pathetic. Yes. <laughs> so they end up Say. climbing the Denadaro Mountains by themselves, and they meet the guardians, Masa and Mune, and they learn that the Masamune is broken and that the legendary hero is... Tina Fey? Yes! No, no, no! Frog! And that he Wait, holds not, the hilt not even of the Chrono? sword. The legendary hero isn't even Chrono, it's Frog? What a twist! Well, yeah, totally. And they also find out that the sword was made by Melchior. And oh. we didn't really talk about this, but Melchior is a swordsmith from Chrono's time. Yeah, just an old, old man. That just happens to be from Chrono's time, and he makes swords. He's not a blacksmith. He's one of the smiths. I, you just told me he's a swordsmith. Sword he's always one of the smiths, right? He's similar. Oh, I knew you talking me language now. So they return to 1000 AD in order to find Melchior, and he tells them that in order to fix the sword, he's going to need some Dreamstone. Which oh, is where can you that, find that? Well, it hasn't existed since ancient times, so... Oh. I hope there's I hope there's a portal at the end of time that could lead us right now, there. Now there 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 was this one little interesting adventure that ended up being left on the cutting room floor where Chrono goes off into the street 
And he's like, I'm looking for some Dreamstone. And this one guy's oh. like, oh, I, oh, yeah, I got some Dreamstone for you, for man. You Come on over here, man. And he sells him some. And he's like, yo, you're going to love that shit. And he brings it back to Melchior. And Melchior this is like, this is not what I was looking for. This is crystal math. And he takes it. <laughs> <laughs> now I can work all night. <laughs> This will definitely help me fix the story, <laughs> yeah. but you still, still need to get the to real go back stone. To 65 million yeah. BC. Well, once they go back to prehistoric times, as you had said, 65 million BC to be exact, they meet a cave woman named Isla or Ayla. And she gives Chrono some Dreamstone after he beats her in a drinking contest. He's got to win the drinking contest first. Got to prove his might. But while he's passed out drunk, Kino who is kind of like, he's trying to court Ayla, and he's jealous of Chrono, and he steals it from him, ends up getting kidnapped by the Reptites, who you also steal Luca's time bastard, uh, gate key. Kino, you jealous teenage boy. But, you know, they, they beat the Reptites. They get it back. The they Reptites, by the too. way, they're like these dinosaurs, super advanced, way more advanced than humans. Oh, all sorts of different dinosaurs that... At this time, yeah, they're way more advanced than humans. They're like the, um, the um, what do you call them in Land of the Lost? Oh. the uh, It's on the tip of my tongue. It begins with an L, maybe? No? So, slog, slog, slow, ski, 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 there we go. Oh, I knew I was I was not gonna let that go till we got that. <laughs> Thank you. Because much respect. <laughs> yes, absolutely. So yeah, th- they're kind of trying to oppress humanity and they're at war with them. Oh, but yeah. of course Chrono and his crew, with Ayla's help, get all that shit back and they end up going back to one thousand AD. And uh with the help of Luca and Robo, because of course Robo has come to join them. Yes, he's you know, he's there to He has no them. fucking friends or family. He's never going to let them down. No. He's never going to give them up. He's, he's, he's never going to turn around. To... That's one thing he's no, not going to do never. is turn around and desert them. Yes. So Melchior is able to repair the blade, and they then go back again to 600 AD to give the sword to Frog. So, you know, he, he can wield it because he's the hero. And they say that a hero can save us. Nope. Well, I mean, he, he can, but... I can be your hero, baby. No. There goes my hero. You're getting better, at least. But still, no. (laughs) But still. (laughs) Did you ever know that you're my hero? You got worse again. Like Ashton Kutcher and Hitler, it stops at Bette Midler. So they bring the blade to Frog, and he agrees to accompany Chrono to Magus's castle to use the sword to fight he alongside him. He will defeat Magus. Magus. He shall vengeance. He shall vengeance. He shall vengeance. <laughs> he shall get vengeance for Cyrus, and he shall become Glenn again. Glenn again. And that was an, a, a little fun fact. That's Glenn how Glenn again, back became. That would be a great spinoff. It's like a, a sitcom of. Frog's Glenn again. He's a human again, and he's trying to like date oh, that's and even get better. back into. I, but he's he, he he's always eating frog. Eating I just always kind of thought it was the backstory of Glenn Beck. <laughs> Glenn again. Turns out Frog was Glenn Beck the entire the entire time. time. What a M Night Shyamalan twist! 
So they storm the castle, fighting off Magus's army of mystics and his generals, Ozzy, Flea, and Slash, before reaching Magus. Super group, Ozzy, Flea, and Slash. Oh, yeah. And then they interrupt Magus from summoning Lavos. Uh, they, they learn that Magus didn't create Lavos. He was just summoning him. But because they interrupted the spell, they fucked shit up. So they're the reason why it happened. They guy foxed on him. They had a yeah. fucking, they had some yeah. blue spells. Did, oh, and they were I like, told oh, him. interrupt, counter spell. I told him. I told him no. Draw a card. No. You, and, you uh, are the cows But of yeah, Lavos. They, they, they totally fucked shit up. It opens this huge time gate, and the time gate swallows everybody. Oh, no. So when Chrono and his friends wake up, they realize they're back in 65 million B.C. again. And they help Ayla defeat the Reptites. Yeah, the leader is Zala, right? Yeah, they, they take him on at their central fortress and really bring it to him. Because they're heroes now. But this is the point where a falling star comes crashing to Earth, destroying the Reptites' fortress. They flee, of course. Could that, could that be Lavos? Is that Lavos? It is Lavos. Did Azala summon Lavos? Was he the one? He didn't summon Lavos. It just happened? He, he thought he did. He, he was like one of those false prophet things. Yes. Ayla actually names Lavos. La means fire and Vos means big. Big fire. Chrono Lavos. <laughs> so they discover a new time gate at the impact crater. And using that, they wind up in the kingdom of Zeal in oh. 12,000... That's the magical kingdom. The kingdom of the sky, right? Yeah, basically it's like a kingdom of floating mountains. Um, Magic users live up there. They're the elite. And people that don't use magic are the earthbound. They live down beneath the the surface because the world is under this ice age. Lavos caused an ice age, which wiped out the reptites. Humans went underground. For apparently damn near 65 million years. Yeah, and these are these beautiful fucking floating mountains that James Cameron ripped off in Avatar. What a long ice age. So the people of Zeal had recently discovered Lavos deep beneath the core of the planet, and they seek to drain its power using their newly invented mammon machine. Uh, the the queen is is kind of not been right in the head for a while now. No, we're introduced to the queen and her children, Scala, the princess, Scala or Shala, and, and Janice, Janice, her younger brother, the prince. The little the little prince. That's like, but what if Mama and Shala knows at this time that there's something wrong with her mother? She can't really do much about it. It's just a kid. They're all kids. <laughs> I mean, like and they who, all and now they can wield been magic there before. It's called menopause. It'll be okay, except it won't be okay because she's going to summon Lavos. Wow, worst menopause ever. (laughs) So basically, they used to get their energy from the sun. I think that's why they were in the floating mountains, to be closer to the sun. Ah. But now they want to get their energy from Lavos. So they're constructing this ocean palace, which is closer to Lavos, to house the man... Bad idea. To house the mammon machine, which will drain his energy... And a mysterious prophet that has arrived in Zeal recently warns the queen about the adventurers. And they're forced to return back through the portal they came from to 65 million BC. And they lock the gate behind them. Ah, damn it. How will they ever return? And who is this mysterious prophet, you ask? Is it? Tune in! Is it the Chancellor? 
Bosnian John Travolta? Officer Bob Brady? Find out in a little bit. So now they're stumped and they realize they have to get back there. So they decide to go back to the end of time and... To ask the weird old man Yeah, for yeah, advice. Gasper. Gasper. I don't know why I keep calling him Gaspar. Like, I don't know. I keep switching the A and the E. Anyways, uh, they learn about the Wings of Time, which is a time machine that Balthazar constructed, who was one of the gurus of Zool. And he Zool? was... Zeal. <laughs> Zool, motherfucker, Zool. Gurus of Zool. That's a metal band. Guru of Zool. Zool. Oh, that Guru could be Guru of Zool. Yeah, Zool was the being from Ghostbusters. Right. Yeah, that's why it would be a great metal band. I got the, my own joke, But Nathan. no, Balthazar was one of the gurus of Zeal. Well, he was sent to 2300. Yes. For reasons unknown so far. So far. So As far. As of yet. So they go searching, and they find the time machine in 2300. They rename it the Epoch. But really, you could rename it whatever you want, but... For some reason, they renamed it the Epoch. Time Hopper 6000. Yes. That's what it is now in my game. And using it, they return to 12,000 BC. Because they can now. And there they learn that the Ocean Palace is just about to be completed and activated. They're not too late yet. Yet. They rush there where they see Lavos awakening, having been disturbed by the Mammon Machine. The prophet arrives, oh, though. Oh, they're in trouble now. That dirty queen's in trouble now. She's going to get it. Lavos is going to get her. Lavos is... Get, get, that's it. That's her. That's LA the one that awakened you. nothing to fuck with. That's the one that awakened you. Get her, Lavos. But the prophet shows up, and he reveals himself to be Magus. I did not see that one coming. Really? Well, I guess I did. <laughs> <laughs> okay. You're ruining my dramatic effect. Well, he attempts to destroy Lavos, but he's defeated... Chrono then challenges him, but he is killed. He's not just killed. His body is completely vaporized by this enraged oh. creature. Lavos is like, oh, you, you wants to fuck with me too? <laughs> okay. Lavos is like, don't start nothing. Won't be nothing. I was sleeping for another couple thousand years. All they ever had to do... Like, but, what if they all decided to fight Lavos at the same time instead of just letting, oh, it's Magus's turn. Well, no, Magus was like, fuck y'all. And then Crona's like, no, 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 okay, I'm Magus. I'm a loner. I'm it's an my anti-hero. Okay, so wait. Did you just say that? Magus, the... when, I, when I was in school, in elementary school, and they taught me what was an anti-hero was. Was your substitute teacher? No. When they taught me what an anti-hero was, Magus was my reference. I was like, oh, like Magus. Oh, cool. Totally. Cool. Mine was uh, mine was Deadpool. Yeah, he was the first anti-hero like that really made me understanding what an anti-hero was. So Lavos destroys the entire kingdom. Um, it's Prince Janus is transported to the Middle Ages. Wait, hold on. Hold on. I'm still trying to... Are you telling me that the main character in our video game is now deceased? Yeah. Okay. I, I mean... He's it's, gone. It's, it's, He's obliterated. You guys are the ones creating this game. Good luck writing yourself out of that pickle. It's not like you can travel through time. So Janus, the prince, is transported to the Middle Ages where he becomes Magus. Mm. Oh. You don't realize that yet, but you realize it. The three gurus, Melchior, Balthazar, and Gaspar, are sent to various periods throughout time 
And before Magus and the remaining members of Kronos' party can be killed, Scala, or Shala, the princess of Zeal, saves them all by transporting them to the last remaining human settlement down on Earth. Dalton, though, the former leader of security in the kingdom, arrives, declares himself ruler of Earth. Yeah, right. Okay, whatever, dude. Whatever, dude. Whatever. Takes them aboard the Blackbird, his super technological airship. That's but, such a lame name for a ship. Whatever, dude. You, okay. Whoa. Hey, that's the name of the X-Men ship, sir. I stand by what I said. So Dalton takes the Epoch and actually fits it with flight capabilities for his Whoa, own use. that's not yours. Yeah, this Dalton, I, I'm just saying, Dalton's a dick. Yeah, his name, he sounds like a douchebag. Dalton. That's fuck? what I was going to name my first child, but not anymore. Nope, nope, because it'll turn out to be a douchebag. turn out to be a Hey, bro, I'm bag. Dalton. I'm going to take your car. Oh, my God. I'm going to fit your car with the ability you, to fly. But you just you me. just saying that right there. Hey, bro, I'm Dalton. Immediately made me never want to name a child I Dalton. I date your daughter. And I just What's realized. Up, bro, I'm Dalton. Can I date your daughter? We've officially offended bro. all our fans named Dalton. <laughs> <laughs> I apologize for my my counterpart's comments. But don't worry. The party gets the Epoch back and escapes. They defeat Dalton. They get out of there. And the Ocean Palace rises into the air as the Black Omen. And it's present there in every future time period from that point on until it's defeated. Until. That's when you decide. You know what? Endings are later. We'll get into that then. And this is where, while super distraught over the death of their fallen comrade, Chrono, they meet up with Magus, and he decides to tell them, yeah, I'm Janice, and I grew up in the Middle Ages, and all I wanted to do was be able to summon Lavos so I could get revenge. Revenge on Lavos. And it's, it's at this point in the game where Magus gives you a choice. He says, you can fight me. Or not, I really don't care. But if you do, I will. I will try to fuck you up. And if you're smart, you will decide not to fight him and just leave him alone. Let bygones be bygones. And as you're walking away from him, he stops you and says, "I'm going to join you guys." And since, well, you just lost your leader, you can use a Magus in your group. You could always use a Magus in your group. I don't care. Yeah, but if you choose to fight him and kill him. You get some equipment from him, and you get a certain ending. Yeah. Uh, They then go to the end of time to ask the old man there for advice again, and that's when he reveals his name, that he's Gasper. He's the third (gasps) guru from Zeal, and he was transported there during Lavos' destruction of Zeal. Uh, He gives them a time egg called the Chrono Trigger, which he explains is basically like a self-contained gate that he invented. And he explains that, like, they can use that to travel to a specific point in time, unlike the gates, which bring you where they bring you. Ah, okay. Or the Epoch, which brings you where they bring you, I guess. The the Epoch, I think, uses the gates to travel. Okay. It's really makes a little more sense now. So... Using this, they travel to the specific point in time that Chrono would have been killed, and they replace him with a Chrono guy, like with you know, a, a fake Chrono like doll. doll. Yeah, a that, guy that they got from Norstein Beckler's tent. 
Yeah, it's it's a guy. It's a Chrono guy. Yeah, it's just been sitting up in his room while his mother thought Chrono has been home all along. So they take him back with them to the end of time. And at this point, they're pretty much there. They realize what they have to do. They've got to take on Lavos. They've got to save the world from Again. his destruction. Again. And probably lose now. But, yeah. they, yeah, they still need to prepare a little bit. So they, they do a few things. I mean, in 600 A.D., they defeat a creature called Retinite, who turned a forest into a desert. And they leave Robo back there to cultivate the forest. And then they come back to pick him up in 1000 A.D., once the forest has been grown. Oh, because he can do that because he's a robot. He can. What's a couple hundred years to him? And this is when they speculate that the gates were created by this entity an entity that maybe wanted to relive its existence and was using them to fix the mistakes. And uh, this entity, of course, is taken by most to be the planet. And uh, Of course. There you go. They also embarked to find the Sunstone, which was this mythical artifact that was once used as the power source in Zeal. And don't they... Isn't there something about they have to charge it up? Yeah, I mean, they... So- they, they discover it. They, in order to discover it, they have to go to 2300 AD when right. a piece of zeal after the destruction of Lavos has been uprooted from the ocean floor. But by that point, all its power is burnt out after that many thousands of years. So what, what charges it is the sun, sunlight. They bring it back to 65 million BC, leave it there, and then decide to go forward in time to get it. But it does get looted in 1000 AD. But, you know, they get it back. blah 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 Shit. I think it's uh, considering how much time had passed, it, 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 it only it took a long time, like 65 million and a thousand years before somebody finally lifted it. Right? God damn. So, wait, who took the sunstone? I, I don't know. I think it was the mayor or something. Oh, well, where did they find him? I don't fucking remember. The hotel, maybe? I mean... Why do you take a hoe to a hotel? Hotel everybody, even the mayor. I, I guess that's true. So now that's good enough for me, I guess. So once they get the sunstone, they're able to go back and infiltrate the ocean palace, i.e. the Black Omen, and challenge Queen Zeal, who, who survived. still survived somehow. So they destroy the mammon machine at the heart of the palace, and the queen after so much of a battle, decides to just let them face Lavos and wakes Lavos up to attack. He's going to kill you anyways. (laughs) That's the queen. I'm not even going to bother with these Oh, God, she's just smoking cigarettes, and she's just like... Be a sweetie and get me a pack of Mavericks. (laughs) She's Lavos' agent. She's like, I tell you, Lavos is meant for big things, sweetie. He's going to do big things, sweetie. Sweetheart, just wait. Soon we're going to be partying like it's 1999. That, did I ever tell you? That song <laughs> that was, was my idea. I never got credit for it. That, Uncredited to the end, just like Bill Finger. He was a sweetheart, let me tell yeah, you. Yeah, me Bill and Finger Bill Finger. Oh, we had some drinks. In respect <laughs> to Bill Finger and his family, I won't tell you the stories. Yeah, but, yeah. Because oh, let me tell let's you. Just he say, knows how to party. Let's just say there's a little finger around there somewhere. <laughs> He doesn't have the name for nothing, let me tell you. (laughs) (laughs) 
So they fight Lavos, and eventually they break through its outer shell and realize... Oh, it's not... They didn't defeat it. They just broke its outer no, no, shell. No, no, no. Akira Toriyama worked on this. No, there's more. <laughs> the, the main bad guy doesn't just have one form. Of course Trust, not. Son, of course trust. not. So they realize that he's been harvesting DNA from the planet and directing its own evolution. So it has this inner form. They defeat that, and it's got another form in the form. It's like one of those little Russian dolls. Yeah, like you just open one up, and then there's another one underneath it. And then you open one. There's a slightly smaller one underneath it. So they fight him, and of course, if you're strong enough, they beat him. If not, you lose, and... You have not played a great it, game. No congratulations. Yeah. It, it says uh, history ap- refused to change yeah. or something. It's the, it's the bad apocalypse ending you don't want. But if you do defeat Lavos, well, it all depends on how you played the game. Because it's not whether yeah. you win or lose. Well, it is whether you win or lose plus how you play the game. Because there are how many different endings to this game? I think 13. 13 different endings. And all of them decide on when you defeat Lavos, uh, what you use to defeat Lavos, and so on. Well, let's just – you want to tell them about the different endings? Yeah, let's, let's talk do about that. the endings. Let's do that. One of the endings, known as Beyond Time, happens if you defeat Lavos after reviving Chrono from the disaster at the Ocean Palace. So Chrono wakes up in his room and a soldier's there. He tells him that he's needed at the castle. Oh, no. So he takes him to King Guardia the 33rd, where Doan, King Guardia the 21st, and Kino are waiting. And Marl learns that Kino and King Guardia the 21st are her ancestors. Well, she and, really should have known King Guardia the 21st yeah. would have been. And she also learns that Doan's her um, descendant. Uncle? No, her descendant. Descendant. Like I just said. Oh, nephew. Uh, the Moonlight Parade is held, and afterwards, Luca opens one last gate to the end of time so that all of their companions and friends from other times can go home. Uh, they all say goodbye, and when Luca is about to close the gate, Chrono's cat runs into the portal and his mom chases after it, just before it closes. So Chrono, Marl, and Luca hop in the epoch and go to find and rescue them. Oh, no! <laughs> and his mom... <laughs> His mom, at this point, has no idea what her son has just done, probably. No, and he's like, wait, don't run into... <laughs> don't go the, into that vortex. To be honest, after his, the cats. his mom should have enough life experience to know not to run into a vortex after into cats. A fucking, yeah, <laughs> seriously. So if you defeat Lavos after Chrono dies, but before he's revived... Everybody wakes up at the end of time... Except Chrono, obviously. Marl begs all the other team members to help look for Chrono. Um, but they decide to all go back to their home times. And she does, too. But after they've left, Gasper notes that he forgot to tell them about the time egg. Oh, no! Funny how he waits till they leave, and he's like, oh, Right. Oh, uh, there, oh, there well. was this time egg thing. <laughs> oh, you know what? Never mind. Fap, fap, fap. Never mind. Whatever, dude. Uh, It then cuts back to the Moonlight Parade that we had talked about in the last ending, where they're celebrating their very successful quest, minus the, you know, reviving of Kronos. Luca and Marl then go off by themselves to basically discuss everything they've been through on their own, and another gate bursts open with Frog, Gasper, Robo, Isla, 
they all come out and they demand the time egg from mm. Gasper. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But Gasper runs back into the gate and they He's chase like, him <laughs> back there. But <laughs> don't before, catch me. <laughs> before they run back in, they tell Marl, you know, the time egg can save Chrono. That's what we're doing. And they they chase after him, but the gate closes before Marl and Luca can enter. So. After being distracted by the king and helping him put up Nadia's bell, they rush off to find the others in the epoch. And yes, they still have the epoch. Then you eventually see Marl standing upon Death Peak, where she sees a shadow of Chrono in the distance and approaches it. Oh. Two hearts living in just one, one world. World time. How about time? Time. This next ending has two ways of achieving it. First, you have to be on a on a new game plus, meaning you have already beaten the game and you're going back to play the game again. You go straight to the telepod before even going to 600 AD, and you use the sparkle on the right to go fight Lavos. The other way this ending can be found is if you defeat Lavos during the Ocean Palace incident. And in this ending, the entire staff of the game, yes, meta... The people who created the game are now present at the end of time, and they offer some some commentary on on how uh, on the game and their own f- personal feelings on it. And if you go into Specchio's room, you can find the Dream Team, the three people that created the game, who we're going to talk about in a minute. Really, yeah, really yeah, soon we'll, here. we'll get into that. So, if you fight Lavos on a new game plus right after returning to 1000 AD, after saving Queen Lean, but before Chrono goes on trial, Chrono and Marl will return to the Millennial Fair where they find people just kind of snickering at the princess and talking about her disguise. With their like, quotes. They're like, what, what, what do you, what do you, like, I see you're dressing kind of funny today. And Marl's like, what's everybody talking about? So, she goes to the castle and King Guardia the 33rd, you know, her father. Yes, that one. He's kind of hopping around, and he notes that he found an old wedding reel. So they watch the tape, and Marl lets out a horrified croak as she sees that croak. Frog married her ancestor, Queen Lean, in 600 AD. Ah, uh, makes sense why the king was hopping around. Huh? Huh? Yo. Ribbit. Queen Lean f- let Frog hit it. Frog was Marl's ancestor in this ending. So this Dude, game, what the fuck? This game also takes on bestiality. And Marl's like, what the fuck? Like, she seriously watched the ending. It's on YouTube. Yeah. Or just play the fucking game. Right, a second time. And defeat Lavos, you know, before you're intended to. The next one's kind of a cop-out ending. If you fight Lavos as soon as you get to the end of time and learn magic, uh, you get to see this whole ending where, like, a new one of those blue round guys... That are always sleeping? Yeah, he's trying to uh, go to Balthazar sleep. Balthazar, his memories were placed into Anu. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's trying to get some sleep, but this annoying Killwalla, which is one of those furry white monkey-looking guys, yeah. and a bullfrog just won't let him. And... It's kind of, eh, some of these endings are kind of cop-out endings. Yeah, now it's just like, oh, do this and that. Like, these are, a lot of these are, are very specific things you have to do in, in order to, to achieve these endings. And honestly, I think that's a pretty shitty ending for as hard as what you have to do it is to get the yeah, ending. Yeah, it's pretty lame. It's not the lamest, though. 
No. But not. this next one's kind of cool. Yeah. Uh, if you defeat Lavos after learning about Tata being a hero, but before Tata reveals that he's a fraud, you see Robo in a future version of Lean Square. Which is pretty cool Like to yeah. see that. Like you affected the future good. Like Lean Square stuck around Still for there. 1,300 years. And he runs into Atropos. Atropos? Atropos. 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 Sure, Atropos. That sounds the best That's to me. That's his pink Robo girlfriend. Yep. As it's, it's like Crono, the same manner that yeah, Crono the same way and Crono Marl Marl meet. Other. It's just like kind of like, oh, look, it's cute. So then the two of them are seen sitting on a cliff watching the sky. And then it cuts to Tata, Boom. who's sitting on the Guardia Castle throne. Oh. Um, he leaves and journeys to Magus's lair to challenge him. But instead of Magus, he finds Crono, Marl, and Luca, who laugh at him and pose for battle. Okay, one more battle. Let's do it. They're like, Magus is our boy. Magus is our dude right Who'd here. Who'd you think you were fucking with, son? Yo, yo, Magus, that's my dude. Go home, Tata. <laughs> You're drunk. <laughs> and way too young to be. Yeah. This next one occurs if you defeat Lavos after getting the hero's medal, but before getting the dream stone. This ending's lame. Yeah, um... This ending just shows you everything that you missed by, not by getting this playing ending. the game. Yeah. So what the fuck is so the just point? Play the goddamn game. Yeah. Thank you. Oh, so by not playing the rest of the game, you get you're to watch show me the what rest happens of the game. for the rest of the game. Yeah. So how long fap, is this fap, ending? Fap, Twenty hours. And this next one is also kind of lame. Uh, it happens when you beat Lavos after getting the gate key, but before repairing the Masamune. That's early in the game, man. Fairly early in the game. This ending's also kind of lame, though. Yeah, like I just said. It just shows all the NPCs, like the people of Ioka, like... Zeal, Future. Garia. Yeah, like, it's it's lame. However, it does have the only male blue Zeal NPC. You never actually see scene. him in the game? You don't. It's the only time you ever see him is in this ending. I guess that's... So, Frankly, he doesn't exist. They, they probably didn't me, even intend one that. One random though. ending. That wasn't even probably like, we're going to give him this. We're going to yeah, show him yeah, an NPC yeah. No, they just threw in that out. sprite and decided to leave it out. They threw the all the sprites that they had in bank in, and they didn't realize they never put that one in the game. Then, if you defeat Lavos after recruiting Frog, but before fighting Magus, you see the party resting in Luca's house. They're all just kind of chilling. It's over, you know. They're like... They're smoking bongs. They're fucking just like watching YouTube videos. Just like, oh, were God, they it's, smoking bongs? It's good That's to re- awesome. relax. And frogs like <laughs> they're like, yo, oh, chill, man, chill, oh, man. Shit, bro, I left the uh, uh, I left the microwave on at my house or something. I you gotta, gotta go. I gotta turn go. I think off. I hear my mom calling me, bro. He comes up with some lame excuse to leave, and he leaves. He's like, I I, I forgot I have something to do. So the scene cuts to Magus's lair. And Frog fights his way to Magus. Magus and Frog then fight to the fucking death. Just this vicious battle. And they pull a Sopranos ending on you. Dude, the victor is seen standing atop Magus's dragon statue, you know, at the top of his castle. In silhouette. Is it Frog? Don't know. Is it Magus? You don't know. You don't know. Uh, This next one's actually pretty cool if you ask me. It's Bill Finger. If you decide to defeat Lavos after battling Magus... But before battling Azala, the game starts over. But now everybody's a reptite. 
you don't actually play the game, but yeah, it shows the beginning of the game. Yeah, that's, yeah. that's humanity never evolved. Damn it's cool. Just reptiles. Yeah, because Azala won. But the entity, the Earth, really wants this to happen. So it's like, come on, reptiles, you guys travel through time. Yeah, not now you guys do it. So if you defeat Lavos after defeating Azala, Azala, whatever it is, but before going to the Ocean Palace, first you see frogs staring at a statue of Magus. Then you see Zeal. Alphador, which is the cat that only follows around Prince Janus, starts ah. meowing at the prophet, which is Magus, you know, Prince Janus. Mm-hmm. Then you see Lean Square and all the heroes. In the present. Yes. Yep. Then you cut back to the Ocean Palace where the Mammon machine is about to be activated. The prophet just runs into the antechamber before the main hall, and he starts thinking, what am I going to do? And he remarks, if history is to change... Hold on. Craig, can you say it in your Guy Fox? Or no. Oh, I was can you say it? you would... Oh. It's been a while. It's been a while. Can you say it in Bosnian John Travolta? Oh. Ooh, that's a challenge. Accepted, friend. If history is to change, let change. If the world is to be destroyed, so be it. If my fate is to be destroyed, I must simply laugh. Ah. Oh. Eh. Oh. 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 John Travolta never really went, oh. I don't know. Oh, Sandy. That's Bosnian John Travolta. I I think this is a good time to put him to rest. Yeah, you, you served your podcast well. Apparently, I've forgotten what you are. <laughs> and if you defeat Lavos after seeing Scala open the sealed door in Zeal with her pendant, but before charging up Marl's pendant at the Mammon Machine, oh, then you'll get this, like, okay, Marl and Luca do this slideshow where they reminisce about the quest but, but instead, really, like they just see all the guys, the guys from the quest, and they're like, "Oh my god! Oh my he... god! Can you believe this?" So Cyrus just totally texted me. Oh my and god! Do you think he's so cute? So cute. Do you think he's just always hanging out with Glenn to make me jealous, or is he really gay? Hold on, let me take a selfie. No, no, he's totally not gay. <laughs> so cute. Don't no stop before before no no no. We're not. We are not. That is not a real song. It's not a real song. No, but that's what happens. That's the. They're like, oh my god, that guy! Can you imagine what his suit must smell like? Like totally. And then Chrono gets his only line. Tato's a total fake. He's always wearing this hero badge, like he's some shit. But but he's not. You ain't nothing. Uh, And this is where Chrono gets his only line in the entire game. Oh well, this is big. What is Chrono's voice? We could we could do anything. Well, why don't we give Steampunk Morgan Freeman a last hurrah? All right. He's earned it. He has. <clears throat> he's earned it by doing nothing for the past six months. What are you two doing? Hold on. <clears throat> I'm Morgan Freeman. This is me. I'm Morgan Freeman. I'm you getting are Morgan in character. Freeman. I've defeated Lavos because... Fuck Lavos. I'm Morgan <laughs> Freeman. I don't need an excuse because to defeat Lavos. Lavos. What are you two doing? What are you two doing? I thought you said something about a nice little slideshow. Oh, snap. He said it wasn't so nice no more. (laughs) At this point, it's just girl talk. That's pretty much the endings. They did do a special ending on the DS version, 
which really links to Radical Dreamers and Chrono Cross. Wait, what are those? Well, Radical Dreamers was like a, a kind of sequel. Kind of sequel, huh? Not Didn't quite have what it takes to be the sequel. They released it on the, I don't remember what the fuck it was called, but in Japan, there was an expansion for oh, the Super Nintendo. Oh, it was Nintendo. a Super Famicom. Well, yeah, it wasn't the Super Nintendo, it was the Super Famicom, same thing. But there was an expansion for it that let you go online and download games. Oh, yeah, that then? happened in the 90s, yeah. While America was just using Usenet? Totally. But it didn't. It wasn't that successful. They also made a sequel to Chrono Trigger called Chrono Cross, and that was way bigger. It was on the PlayStation. I never played it. Yeah, I never played it either. It was listed as the official sequel. We to could Chrono talk Trigger. about it. It does link to it, but that is more other, than an episode yeah, unto podcast. itself. It'd be its own podcast. And as has been established, this is the Chrono Trigger episode, and the yes. game that we are talking about is Chrono, Chrono Trigger. Trigger. Oh my god, dude. This game, I tell you. What about this game? <laughs> it's fucking amazing, man. Like, Yeah, basically. The, there, there's not, not much can describe how in-depth this game really is. Well, we for just kind of did describe how in-depth. We just yeah, did. but even we telling the story can't do full justice to what this game is. No, I mean, that's why we're going to keep talking about it, and we still won't do it justice. Holy crap, but, we're not done yet? Oh my god, we're not even done. Uh, you know, a lot of people say this is the best RPG of all time. You know what? Fuck that, dude. I honestly decided this while preparing for episode 50. Fuck best RPG of all time. This best is the best game? video game of all time. Not best game of all time. Best video game of all time. It's it's up there. I mean, it made my, what, number three RPG? <laughs> yeah. So you don't agree. <laughs> I won't take anything away from it. It is still one of my favorite games. I, I, I'm not... A lot of people probably just threw their fucking headphones off in disgust. We're like, what about this game and this game and all these milestones in gaming? But like... Maybe there are games that if you really broke it down, you know what I mean? Like, broke down the gameplay, broke down the story, the characters. You, maybe there are games that you could be like, dude, you can't argue it. This is a better game. But okay, hear me out. What I'm saying is the Citizen Kane of gaming. Like, you know, like Citizen Kane probably isn't the best film ever made, but nothing's ever going to knock it off the throne because people have already made up their minds. Oh, so you're saying I feel like Chrono Trigger you've already made, that made up your mind and it has this designation up here. I feel like the video gaming community should accept that. Should accept standpoint. your opinion. Yes. <laughs> Adopt my opinion. You hear that? God make it fucking there, law. There was another group of people that forced others to adopt their opinions. They were the terrorist organization known as Cobra. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. You you See, I thought you were gonna go with Nazis, but no. This, no, too cliche. Cobra. So I can remember being a child, and we would go to Blockbuster, which was a video rental store back in the days of antiquity when you could uh, rent yes, videos the, and video games. The, it was, it's a thing of the past now, sadly. And I had two brothers, two sisters, still do. Um, and <clears throat> when we would go to Blockbuster, of course, my, my mom or my dad would rent a movie, 
And the girls would get to rent a movie, and the boys would get to rent a movie or a video game if they wanted. One or the other. You know, the girls never wanted a video game. So of course. It was just like, if we wanted a video game, we could rent a video game. Sexism playing out in your house, yes. So, <laughs> so we'd always get to go for the video game, though. And I wanted to rent... I don't remember what it was. I honestly think like it might have been Ah Real Monsters. I think it was Ah Real Monsters. For yeah. Sega Genesis or Super, Super Nintendo? Nintendo? I really wanted to rent that. And my brother was like, no, dude, Chrono Trigger. And he's showing me the case, and I'm like, I don't know, it looks stupid. It doesn't look like my Silly, type of game. silly, young Nathan. And Little like, did you know. Please. He's like, I'm telling you, please, man. I, I read, like, video game magazines. I looked at them more than I read them. But he was way more into it than I was. Like, and he would read them nonstop. He knew all the fucking – he knew the word on the street. And uh, he was like, please, man, this, this game's supposed to be awesome. Like, it's, it's good. It's like Mario RPG because I had played Mario RPG, but I didn't play a lot of and RPGs And there's where you kid. get hooked. Well, right? no, I'm like, I don't know, man. I mean, I, I don't really want to. And he's like, please. He's like, you could pick whatever you want next time. He's like, I promise you, you'll, we'll have fun with this, man, please. And I was like, all right, fine. You win this round. And I fucking loved it, dude. Your brother Jeff? And uh, my brother Colin. Oh, your brother Colin? Good job, Colin. You've never met Colin. But uh, I remember us, we would have to take them back, and the next week when we'd go back, we'd, Chrono Trigger, we got to get Chrono Trigger, we got to beat it. Fingers crossed that our save file was still there. Save file, like, we beat the game renting it from Blockbuster. No way. Save file still That's crazy. It, dude. Yeah. That is crazy. Uh, so I have to ask, did you ever get Ah Real Monsters, or is that a game yes, that just I own went it. into the, you own it? Yes, I don't remember where I got it, um, but I own it. I don't good, remember when or where. Good for you. Cause, it's all right. It's know, not that bad for a licensed game, but it's not that great. What I want to get back to going to Blockbuster to rent games just for a second because out of all the video game rental stores, that's the one big corporate chain that was well, – I don't know if it was around, around the world, but definitely throughout the U.S. Uh, it's funny because until – all of them, all the little family-owned ones started dying off. I always went to those ones, the smaller ones. Yeah. They would always have better deals, better setup or whatnot. And then I just went where my mom took Blockbuster me, so. just kind of <laughs> screwed over, screwed us over one time and went renting there. So we just decided never to go back to Blockbuster again. And, <laughs> and good. I'm glad you, you died out, jerks. <laughs> Bad rental practices. They're still around. They might hear you. They're still doing They're online. just online, man. Yeah, it's, it's not like they, they're dead. Like It's not like they can't hear you they can well i hope they do hear me you made some poor errors some craig there's a red dot on your forehead just stop i mean <laughs> blockbuster i still miss got blockbuster <laughs> they don't they don't still have pull they're just they're just bitter angry and resentful yeah somehow they still have enough money to commission at assassins yeah, they, they hang out, out no that's that's them being oh bitter. it's actually craig, them. Yeah, on their weekends they hang out outside abortion clinics and they're not pro-life they just they you know that's Oh, so that's what that something. guy was doing, drinking a 12-pack on top of the roof, <laughs> holding a gun. I, I just didn't question it at first. I just thought, <laughs> city know, life, you know. Mind my own business, yeah. <laughs> Who am I to? Yeah. <laughs> my introduction to Chrono Trigger wasn't exactly as nostalgic as yours. I knew of the game's existence. I just never played it when I was a kid. I don't know why. I have no excuse. I'm not trying to make one up. And I will fully accept all the hate mail coming towards me for not having played it as a child because as a gamer, I, I deserve it. I deserve it as a gainer. That as a gainer. As a gamer, <laughs> as a gamer I deserve it. A gainer it. and a gamer. A gainer no that game, gains. No gain. uh, 
I don't know what was up with me, why I didn't play it. Well, but in the, in the 90s, when we were kids, especially to kids, it was more of an obscure gem. Nowadays, it's it's the holy grail. Of cult Super classic, Nintendo, yeah. yeah. I did, however, realize later on when I was like, mm, you know, early 20s, late teens, that I missed out on something awesome. I didn't have my Super Nintendo anymore because as a dumb kid, I traded in for a Sega Saturn game. Yeah, I hate myself. <laughs> Uh, yeah, that's, yeah, that's a pretty bad trade. Very bad trade. I got ripped off. And it wasn't until the DS port came out. That was the reason why I bought a Nintendo DS. I wanted to play Chrono Trigger. I bought Chrono Trigger immediately. And I was just like, oh. It's a good reason, man. If you're not going to buy your DS for Pokemon, buy it for fucking Chrono Trigger. Thanks, Grandma, for Brain Age 2. But <laughs> that's not the reason why I got a DS. Fantastic, right? Oh, absolutely. Every every moment of it. It was it brought so many elements of like all your favorite RPGs. Well, that's the thing. The table. A lot of people nowadays maybe if they're a little younger and stuff might not realize some of what made this game so special because so many games took from it. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's it's like a lot of movie classics, a lot of Mel Brooks movies, younger audiences and stuff watch it and they're like I don't Get it? And like, shame on it's you because, for not loving Mel Brooks. You know, you know. Oh, I, love, I, I love Mel Brooks. No, not I'm you, saying, not you, but yeah. the kids you're talking about. You know, but you know, like they've seen it done to death. So like a lot of those jokes, right? And shitty parodies a, too, mind yeah. you. Yeah, and he was, and he pioneered it, and then it got overused. But like to and then it was new. You know what I mean? At and the like, time. Uh, so do you want to talk about the gameplay a little bit, like the battle systems and whatnot? Yeah. The, the way Why the, not? Right. They were like the first game to do that with the with the actual sprite movements where you go after go and what well, you hit the attack that. button and then it actually goes and attacks somebody. Well, the time, or the time base. Are you talking about? I was talking about the time base thing, but let's yeah, let's talk about what you're what you're saying here because because that's before that you have Final Fantasy, which the characters had sprite movement, right? But the enemies didn't. They didn't they give it to them in the DS version. No, I'm saying in Final Fantasy. Oh, in Final Fantasy. In Final Fantasy, the characters had sprite movements, but the enemies didn't. In Chrono Trigger, characters and enemies had sprite movements. Right. So, like, they go to attack you, and they actually go up to you and hit you. And not only that... And that was huge at the time. But when you went into a battle, it wouldn't load into a different separate battle screen. You would battle on that On the map right where you were. Yes, right where you were on the map. And... This is actually partially responsible for like a lot of people's complaints of both the Super Nintendo version and the PlayStation uh, port. Even when you download it, like they, they didn't update this, but uh, it, load times between start and end of battle is horrendous. My roommate wouldn't play Chrono Trigger until I helped him do it on the DS. Because, I mean, I've heard it, it takes you up to like 55 hours to like beat the game when you factor in that load time for every battle. Because and it really should be like 35 hours, 40 hours. Right. It's, it's loading it, A, on the same terrain. B, enemies all have sprite movements and everything and animations. And C, another thing that it's doing is it's on the fly processing the text. So, like, when they translated it, like, they added, like, this is the text that you're going to replace that text with or something like that. I'm not a programmer, so I might have fucked that up. But basically, it's processing the English text that you're seeing on the fly. So that results in a big load time. But luckily for the DS, they really fixed that. It was also a big thing for the DS was being able to use two separate screens. That The DS is revolutionary for RPGs. 
the two screens. In a lot of other games, it's gimmicky. In RPGs, it is it's perfect. Perfect, yeah. It is standout perfect. But you want to talk about the time-based attacks, too. Yeah, they revolutionized that, too. I know Final Fantasy adopted it. And same company, you know, same production. Doesn't matter. Anything, you know, but... same creators. <laughs> but, yeah, it's, you know, basically your character, depending on their speed, their bar charges up. And when it reaches full, you can attack. And all the enemies have their own speed, so you're all attacking at your own rate. Right. And, yeah, it, it, it's great. So let's take a look at the production of this game, the development of this game. How did this game come to be? Well, it was the fruits of labor of a fucking dream team, a synthesis of fucking people and companies. First of all, it was, if I'm not mistaken, it was the first effort of Square and Enix together before they became one company, Before correct? they came Square Enix. That is correct. And uh, the three men that were responsible for creating this. Which would be... Hinorobu Sakuguchi, the creator of Final Fantasy, Yuji Hori, the creator of Dragon Quest, and Akira Toriyama, who is the creator of fucking Dragon Ball. No, you know, no, no, no big deal. He's uh, no, see, just, just Dragon Ball. You got Final Fantasy, you got Dragon Ball, and you got Dragon Quest. So these guys thought of it in 1992. It took a couple years to actually get the game out, obviously, but I've heard a couple rumors. Neither of which I can verify with any sources. So take it with less than a grain of salt. Or would it be more than a grain of salt? Probably less than, right? Uh, I would yeah. say about equal to a grain of salt. Equal to. Okay, sure. One rumor I heard was that Chrono Trigger was intended to be a series to replace Final Fantasy. And another rumor I heard was that it was intended to be an installation in Final Fantasy. I'm honestly not sure that either of those are true. Yeah, I think if... Either of those were true and they succeeded, it, it would have done a disservice to each respective franchise. But it is interesting to think about. Do you think people are just saying that because the same guy that created Final Fantasy created Chrono yeah, Trigger? People love fucking rumors, dude. <laughs> yeah, they're love... like, hmm, can we make this more than it is? Exactly. Also, in the planning stages, it was said that an uncredited Square employee was the one that came up with the idea for having a time travel-based game. Bill Finger. Yeah, it's always Masato, Bill Finger. It was Bill Finger to Masato Kato. Any no, any un, un, any uncredited <laughs> anything gets person that comes up with an idea. It's, it's Bill Finger. Whatever. Until I'll give until it to he you. gets credit, that's my fucking stance. No disrespect to the person who actually came up with it, <laughs> but yeah, until Bill Finger gets credit for creating Batman, I'm just saying he, he, he did gets everything. credit for everything that's uncredited. Uh, that uncredited cameo note. by George Clooney. Yeah, that was Bill Finger. Side note on that, I would like to believe. That um, people are making a conscious effort to get Bill Finger's due credit. For oh Batman yeah, more recently. But yeah, uh, Masato Kato, one of the writers, at first didn't want to do a time travel game. He thought it'd become repetitive and dull. But they went along for it anyways. And oh boy, oh, isn't he so glad well. he decided to decided to do Can that? Can we take a break to talk about the time travel for a minute? Oh, I guess I guess we can. We got uh, well, we got as much time as we need. <laughs> if it doesn't work. We could just hop back into the Time Hopper 6000 and act like this never happened. Or so I could ahead. just edit it out. You, you guys, you always go the easy route. Come well, I mean, on, come man. on. I mean, we're not supposed to be mucking up the time stream, you know? Come on, man. I'm trying to be a good, a good citizen Don't you ever of just the time-space Dangerously. The time travel in this game, how does it work? Like, for the most part... Okay, let me say this, because the time travel in it is great. It's portrayed very well, like... 
it's not necessarily the way that I personally consider time travel and the way it should be, but it's for the most part, it follows its own rules without contradicting itself too much, if at all. Right. The, um, there's this one moment, dude. What moment? All right. Well, here. Okay. So the foundations of time travel in this, obviously you can go back and change events. So it's not like, see, the way I see it is that Craig, if, if some guy from the year 3000, he hasn't been born yet from the year 3000 time travel. I'm going to pretend it's uh Zoidberg. Okay. No, it's Bill Finger. <laughs> He's not from the year Some 3000. Some uncredited guy from the year 3000. <laughs> okay, Bill Finger. Bill Finger. Time travels back to yesterday, right? It happened. He was here yesterday. If yeah. if he time traveled to the secret room yesterday, we would have seen him if we were here. Even though he hasn't been born yet and he hasn't done it. Now, Chrono Trigger goes by different rules where until like until chrono was born and did this no one had he hadn't traveled in time you know what i mean which to me that doesn't make sense because we're following until which is a time based word like you know what i mean right. so like i feel like the future was already the future you know what i mean in the future that's what chrono trigger did so if in the future robo's there you know what i mean and they go there and see him then how come in the future of the past, I'm sorry, this is so confusing, but do you get what I'm saying? I'm trying to follow along as much as I can. Just continue, and I'll let you know if I don't. What he does yesterday, if a, a thousand years from now, he's going to travel back in time to yesterday, that shit happened yesterday. We don't have to wait a thousand years for him to do it because he time-traveled back to yesterday. You get what I'm saying? Yeah, I do. So, like, in a movie where, like, yesterday he didn't, Come back, but then later in the movie we see that he time travels to yesterday and he's actually there. I I call bullshit. Well, it's but time travel. Is, it's all bullshit. <laughs> but these these are the rules that Chrono Trigger operates on, and for the most part, it works. And I don't call bullshit. But there is one part that really bothers me. Oh, you haven't gone to that yet. I already forgot because you went into this whole tangent about time traveling to yesterday. Yeah, I'm. T- I've been talking for a minute, man. Uh, well, like. The part where Marl goes back in time and is mistaken for Queen Lean. So yes. they abandon the search, and so it's presumed that Queen Lean is going to die. So Marl disappears. So they're like, fuck, we got to go save Queen Lean before she dies to save Marl. Okay, first of all, Queen Lean didn't die. So why did Marl disappear? Oh, because it was like <laughs> anticipating that Queen Lean was going to die. Yeah. And second I... of all, like. <laughs> So that only happens once, and then for the rest of the story, oh, fucking care to the wind. Let's, who cares? Like, it happened. It's not going to happen again. She's like, not going to get kidnapped again? No, but, like, how come later in the story, Frog doesn't start disappearing? Because they changed the past with Magus or some shit, you know? Like, Oh, yeah. Well, uh, he should have changed back into Glenn. Right? Like, it, that, 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 <laughs> it's like, man, if you just left that one part out, I don't know. Like, it, it, that, that part does not yeah, make sense to me. Um. I think we should just talk about how astonishing it is that any of it makes sense because just like objectively how hard it is to make a time travel story that works and doesn't constantly contradict itself. It's pretty And is filled they, with paradoxes. They pulled it off, didn't they? They did pull it off. They pulled it off spectacularly. And the fact that there's only 
those two little things that you're harping on there over mm-hmm. here in the corner. Now, I know you're not saying, oh, that makes the game stupid. Obviously, it doesn't because it's well, your favorite game. You say two things. So you were referring I was talking to, to Marl and then what I was saying about how I think if Chrono travels back in time, it already happened before he was born. So it's not like it didn't happen and then he changed shit. Like that shit was already changed. You know, so you, those yeah. are the two separate things. And the first one... Like I said, I don't agree with that storytelling device, but that is the one they chose, and they pulled it off flawlessly, so I'm cool with it. I'm just saying it isn't normally, and that's credit to it, that it's not right. normally how I would view time travel. That but it was done so good, we're able to suspend our disbelief of nitpicking the finer points of time travel that, since isn't real, we can fucking make into whatever we want it to be. <laughs> but the moral thing is nitpicking and, and the bullshit. That that they could have just left out. Fair enough. Fair enough. But I mean, I feel like it was more of a, it was more like a MacGuffin to or maybe they make could've... them have that side quest where so they, they save. Could... You know what would have been a good uh, solve? Luca being like, guys. So wait, she... Lean is missing. She's your ancestor. What if they kill her? We have to go find her, or we don't know what's gonna happen. You could disappear. We don't. You know what I mean? And then they go find her and they save her, and they're like, Phew, all right, thank all right. God, that would have been. To me, better because it make more sense than her disappearing before the queen actually dies. You win, Nathan. And it never happening again in the entire story. You win. What I'm going to do here is I'm going to f- search up the number to Masato Kato, and you can tell him yourself that he should have done it differently. I'd rather not. If I'm going to talk to him, I'm going to thank him and shake his hand for nope, making nope, the best nope. video you game of to, all time. You have to complain. About the fact oh, that he missed on. that one point. It's okay for me to have one problem with the best video game of all time. No, it's not. <laughs> but I digress. Back to development? Sure. Um, I guess, like, the lighting in the game was inspired by Ridley Scott's Alien. That's kind of cool. Yeah, and that's interesting, you With know, in its, in its 16-bit graphics. glory. And I guess uh, Ted Woosley, the translator, translated with only 30 days to do it and no assistance. No, like, he, he basically memorized all the scenes in the game and used, like, player-written guides to do it and, wow. and winged he it. must have been some sort of language wizard. <laughs> right. And, of course, with Chrono Trigger, a big part of it was how well-crafted the music was. Oh, my God, it was Dude, so good. This is up there. This is I have three favorite games for soundtracks, and they're all on the Super Nintendo. It's really? Chrono Trigger, neighbors. Zombies Ate My Neighbors, and Diddy Kong's Quest. Would that be uh, Donkey Kong 2? Donkey Kong Country 2, Diddy's Quest, yes. Just funny, because that's one of the only games that um, outsold it in America. Fuck, dude, it's music in that game. I honestly think Diddy Kong probably has the number one spot. The music in that game is fucking beautiful. Like and Diddy Kong, Chrono Trigger, or just both? Diddy Kong. There are like soul touching compositions in Diddy Kong, but Chrono Trigger, cred. Like, I'm not trying to de- denigrate it at all. Like, dude, three discs the soundtrack was fucking like these songs. Yeah. They were composed by Yasunori Mitsuda, and uh, he never had composed a full video game before. He had done right. work here and there, but he, he was always just a, wanted he to. He was just a sound programmer for the company at the time, right? Something like that. And I know he really wanted to fucking score a game, and he finally, they were like, all right. Here, give us some music. Here's and Chrono Trigger, yeah. Balls to the wall, dude. And I just think it's funny that uh, his bosses were, were basically like, uh, yeah, so you can do this Chrono Trigger game, and who knows, maybe your salary will go up. 
Maybe. <laughs> uh, it was actually done with the help of the man who composed the music for Final Fantasy, Nobuo Uematsu. But he only did what? The last track? The last couple tracks? Well, he, did, he only did one track by himself and kind of touched up and finished everything else. But... And that was mostly because this almost didn't happen. Uh, Mitsuda's hard drive crashed, and he lost about 40 tracks Oh, my of God. The music. I wonder what they sounded like. Yeah, for real. And in trying to stressing out over trying to finish this and redo all this stuff, uh, he got really bad stomach ulcers. So they brought in so they brought in Uematsu to help him out and finish okay. it up for him. Wow. Dude, Isn't that crazy? Really sweating it. Man, and the, the tracks are like a lot of them are like over two minutes before they even start repeating. Right. Like it, right. these are full songs that he produced for this game. Dude. And so there are yeah, there's certain tracks where for the area that they're for, uh, you're not even going to finish the song before you move to a next area. <laughs> right. <laughs> He's like, I don't care. It's like, whatever. Integrity. If they want to look at their inventory, let them look at their inventory. I'll give them something to listen to. But yeah, he worked really hard on this thing. And he even attributed some of the songs to crazy fever dreams he had. What? Yeah, like he had had dreams and this music was playing in his dream <laughs> and he would wake you know, up and he would up. wake up and it would inspire him to compose this new, you know, this new track. Oh and that's God. that's crazy. The um I like to think that he was dreaming about Rick Astley and <laughs> <laughs> And that's, <laughs> and where that's Robo's how we got theme Robo's theme. Robo's theme totally sounds like the Rick Roll. Yeah, it was that no, not just the Rick Roll, but just Never Gonna Give You Up in general, the yeah. whole, that whole song. And it's so eerily similar. You tell me that's not freaking... Uh, Chrono Trigger was, hands down, the first people to Rick Roll America. <laughs> Robo wins, you're expecting some fucking... Heavy ass, badass, industrial fucking sound and rock victory theme, and it's he's like, nope, hey. you're Rick rolled. So, dude, have you ever seen the fucking like anime short? To Chrono Trigger? Yeah. No. Don't get your hopes up. But it, see, the the animated short doesn't actually have anything to do with any of the characters. You do you do see Chrono and Marl in a quick cameo, and you see uh, Gato, the big robot that you fight at the Millennial Fair. Oh. But it focuses on uh, Poyozo and Anu, which are... The Poyozos are the little white furry rats that attack you, and the new are, like, the big, circular, like, doofy-looking blue guys with a little tuft of, like, hair, like, butters yep. on their head. And they got, they, like, ca- they kind of look like an oversized Oddish. Yeah. Boom, bringing Pokemon back into this world. Yeah, it's it's interesting. I mean, it's basically the whole plot of it is it takes place the night before the Millennial Fair. And basically what okay, happens so is... so this happens the night before the video game starts? Yes. And uh, that night, like, the humans have already set up the whole Millennial Fair all day before. So it's set up to right. open in the morning. And the monsters go in once everyone's went to bed and use that ground to have their own Millennial Fair that night. So it's all the monsters having their big millennial fair. And, That's uh, when the teddy bears have their picnic. The main characters uh, actually are part of a music group. Those two, the, the little rat and the new, uh, called Numa Monja. And that's the name of the short. You can find it on YouTube. 
it's about them having to get to their gig on time. No, but they're, the, they're just always playing player. little pranks and misadventures. There is really no plot. A weird thing is that even though it takes place in 1000 AD, and it takes place the night before the game starts, in Guardia, in Truce, Johnny's there. You know the, the bike robot from the future? The leader of the gang? Yeah, okay, the guy you race in the minigame. Yeah, what, why is he there? How does that make sense? Yeah, he's in the future. First off, right. Secondly, the, he yeah maybe he like, doesn't have he doesn't have a time gate portal. Yeah, maybe, maybe after all this happened, after he, they saved the world and all this, he traveled back to the day before it happened. So this is after he already met Chrono and everything. Yeah. but Chrono hasn't met him yet. But no, it wouldn't work that way because he wouldn't be there yet. Because that's how Chrono triggers time. Hold on. Hold Let's on. stop. Let's stop. Hold Let's on. just go with. I don't want to crash my hard drive. That's the way it happened. Yeah. My hard drive is gonna be like too much to process. <laughs> Time travel paradox. Paradox. Blue screen. Paradox. Paradox. Nathan, did it break? No, we're good. Okay. Okay. I heard the explosion sound. And there was also though a manga that covers like the first few events of the Chrono Trigger game, like. Up through the Millennial Fair, and that's about it. That's pretty cool, I guess. I always like seeing um, different interpretations of already done stuff. Like with the uh, with my favorite author, R.A. Salvatore, and his Legend of Driss series. Did you know that they had made graphic novels for them? Yes. Yeah, I, I loved reading those. They, not quite as good as the books, but they did a very good job. Whoever that artist was, I don't remember off the top of my head. I'd have to go back to my, my hardcover uh, graphic novels to check it. But just being able to see all the you know imagery. The Chrono Trigger manga, good. it wasn't illustrated by Akira Toriyama. So that's not really the appeal of it. But it's still cool to read if you're a fan. The actual official game art by Akira Toriyama, awesome. You've seen some of it, right? Yes. Awesome. Uh, what's, what's really cool, too, is you can find like uh, a lot of his game art is actually based on preliminary like scenes that they sent him in like a press packet or whatever. Oh really? Like they sent him like some scenes of the development shots of the game. Like, do you know the the one shot it's like Luca's shooting out fire and Chrono's like jumping with his sword. Yeah. And, and there's he... the bad guys, the imps or something. And it's like a depiction of their uh dual tech. Something yeah, well or whatever. There yeah, there was Oh my God, did we even bring that up in gameplay? The fact that they do dual techs? Yeah, it was Luca, Frog, and Chrono, because Frog was passed out on the ground. He was like, in the, in the picture, he was knocked down on the ground and looking up at them, and Luca was shooting a fire, and Chrono was charging with his sword, and the bad guy was over here. And in the game shot, you see that Frog's knocked out. Right. Chrono's jumping with his sword, and Luca's shooting the fire. But anyway, yeah. did we talk about the techs? The techs. Oh, man, the techs. We, we totally, wow, we totally spazzed on that when we were talking about the, the gameplay and the... Spazzed, spaced, whatever. No, we're about to spaz on it. Let me get an energy drink. <laughs> no, this this had to have been. I don't know if this is sure, but this had to have been the first game to do that. Like combine. Well, Final Fantasy had. Um, oh yeah, combine that was two awesome, characters. That there were double techs and yeah, triple techs. Like Frog and uh, Frog and Chrono doing like a, a water sword bomb thing. And it's like basically when you're leveling up, when you're grinding and everything, everybody gets experience. Whether you're playing with them or not. Yeah, they get experience even though they're chilling at the end of time. Yeah, but 
they don't learn the double and triple text and the text and all that unless unless they're in the they're party. In the party. So like, if you're playing with the same like two and three people a lot, they're gonna learn all sorts of fucking. I love how many. There's so many different texts, and that's cool in and of itself. So because like it 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 gives you a reason to switch all the characters out to learn all the different moves and learn more and more moves and just showing that these guys have learned these moves because they fought together, not because they're just in the same party. And, you know, a couple dudes are chilling at the end of time with the old guy, the old bastard. And yeah, like we said earlier with the fucking replay value, like that adds to it. That adds to the replay value being able to, okay, well I didn't play with these characters as much. Let's see what some of their tactics look like. And, And it doesn't hinder you with, since they do still level up, and gain experience points. It's, it's not like it's hindered by now you got a level 30 with a level 12, you know? Yeah. So, so anyways. So a cool little reference, though, to Final Fantasy and, by extension, Star Wars. Um, in the uh, Tent of Horrors at the Millennial Fair. Yeah. Well, these two soldiers are there, like as employees there, named Vix and Wedge. Vix is a mistranslation. It was supposed to be Biggs. And Biggs and Wedge are characters that commonly appear in Final Fantasy. They are, of course, named after Star Wars characters. Biggs. Biggs yeah. and Wedge, yeah. Biggs and Wedge, the X, yeah. They're, they're, they're X-Men yeah. pilots. And who was the other guy? Porky? Porks? Uh, uh, that's not his actual name. Oh, that's just what they called him? Oh, wait, no, it was... uh. What is his name? What is his name? Yelling it louder isn't going to help. What is his name? Is it Porkins? Porkins. Is it Porkins? Yeah. It is Porkins. It's Porkins. Yeah. I knew we were going to catch it sometime. That actor was like, really, George Lucas? (laughs) You're a dick. You're changing my name to Porkins. It was (laughs) Steve. It was Studley Gladhart, and now you're making it Porkins. I was going to say something just like a normal name. Chumpy Porkins, huh? (laughs) You're like, oh, He's yeah. Like, Look, it was... it's an alien name. It doesn't mean anything. Bullshit, it doesn't mean anything. You're calling me fat. <laughs> you can lay off oh, the burgers, and too, Lucas. Luke Skywalker, that doesn't mean anything. Han Solo, yeah, sure. You're just making these up. Actually, I believe he was. No, they're all like, all the names. Skywalker, yeah, he just that just came out of nowhere. It had nothing to do with him traveling in space. Han Solo had nothing to do with him being alone. Even though he had <laughs> Chewbacca. He's a loner. Okay, we could go on about Star Wars, but this isn't the Star Wars episode. Every episode is the Star Wars episode. I beg to differ. Well, uh, apparently a V-Jump issue in Japan actually stated that um, in Final Fantasy VI, I guess someone named Tritok uh, made Biggs and Wedge disappear. And what he says is that they ended up in the new dimension and they were found by Norstein Beckler, the the guy who ran the tent of horrors the tent guy. Yeah. And he gave them their new jobs. Good for him. He's a good guy. giving them jobs. Could have been two. There's two less homeless people. You got out on the streets. Now people from the other dimension, just coming in this dimension, Turk and gerbs. Their jobs. You wouldn't have, you wouldn't want to work. So it's okay. Go back to final fantasy. Sad. My name's okay, not that? Sid. My seriously, yeah, whatever, Sid. Yeah, go Guardia, Guardia, Guardia. for life, Guardia for life. If you don't like it, you can get the fuck out. If you don't like it, you can go to Medina with the terrorists. <laughs> so the time machine's design was modeled after a 1950s Ford concept car called the FX Atmos. 
That would be the Epoch, right? Yeah. Apparently, it was actually going to be called the Atmos, and the Atmos was going to be an acronym for something that they never figured out, but then they decided to go with Epoch. They decided that uh, we can't think of something to go with the Atmos, the artificial time machine. <laughs> oh, oscillary of space. Of, of space, yeah. Not artificial. <laughs> awesome. The awesome time machine of space. Come on, guys. <laughs> Dude, can we? I want to change the name of the time hopper now. It's now, <laughs> it's now, it's the now called the Atmos. But I, okay I honestly, that. I feel like we should destroy it after this, though. It's probably, it's only right. But oh, I still, I wanted to go and visit. All right, we can Egypt. fuck around a little bit, and then we'll destroy it. Let, hey, let's go, let's go tag uh, the pyramids while they're being built with spray paint. You know what I don't like that like the Berlin Wall never got torn down. I really feel like that was kind of Ronald Reagan's responsibility. We should go back in time. And, like, talk to Ronald Reagan and be like, dude, tell him to tear down that wall, man. Tell him to tear down the fucking wall, man. That's a great idea. It's only, you know you're what? the only no, one who can do that's, it. That's an amazing idea. Oh Let's do that now. Hold on, guys. You know what else? You know what else? You know how John Lennon kind of just, like, all that horrible shit that happened where, like, John Lennon became, like, the dictator of, like, California and, like, California seceded and, like, it was, like, this hippie army and... What if we just go back in time and just pick a random guy, anybody, oh, and tell him to so get rid of John Lennon? Can it be somebody named Mark? Dude. I want it to be somebody named Mark. <laughs> oh, there's so much good we can do for the world. Oh, my God. Okay, these are things we're going to do before we decide checklist, the time hopper. Checklist. What else should we do, man? This is stuff we can think of behind closed doors. We don't have to tell everybody what we're going to do. Oh, you know what else? The, the time that uh, the Dalai Lama was assassinated, that really sucked like a year ago. Yeah, we like, could change that. It was brutal, too. So let's just go back and prevent the let's Dalai Lama from, from being assassinated. We should definitely make sure uh, somebody takes care of JFK before he fudges up the Cuban Missile Crisis. Come on, man. That's a president. Even though it's in the past, like, you're going to get us red flagged. <laughs> we just have to make sure we're, we're doing it for the better of society. <laughs> what if when we were on our way, we ran into Ashton Kutcher? Because he was time traveling, you know, I, like I would butterfly effect, and that and that killed the conversation. I would, yeah, I did it on purpose. Remember, we 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 had with Ashton to Kutcher this conversation because what would happen if we did meet him is I would just kick him in the nuts and move on. <laughs> He's like, oh, the butterfly effect strikes again. I can't have children, and Craig's like, that's icing on the cake. <laughs> <laughs> I was really just aiming for you in the fetal position. <laughs> But if, if I just prevented a future generation of Ashton Kutcher's, I'm Good, all right with that. Go me. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, I can't believe, Craig, that I never noticed, never, that Ozzy, Slash, and Flea were named after Ozzy, Slash, and Flea. You know, Ozzy Osbourne, Slash from Guns N' Roses, and Flea from Red Hot Chili Peppers. Now, do you, do you think it... it isn't there a possibility that this could be a coincidence? Not at all. Because they're... Th- Three rockers that aren't like together. It's not like they look like no. Their well, counterparts. for one, there is an NPC in the game that says it refers to them. It's like Ozzy and his tone deaf friends, or something. And uh, hey, hey, <laughs> Slash is not tone deaf. Okay, not at all. <laughs> their names in Japan were like I think vinegar, mustard, and mayonnaise, or something. Just Americanize that up a little bit. Let's make it condiments. It was definitely intentional, man. I just never fucking realized it. Ozzy was a bastard. And of course, Flea from Guns N' Roses isn't a 
crossdresser, at least to my knowledge. But Flea was not in Flea, Guns N' Roses. Flea was a cross-dress, a really weird like entity that was confused Wait, about the gender. Wait, I need to stop you and... right now. You, you just you, just you realize said... Flea was a man, right? In the game? No, you you said no, not in the game. I thought that was a chick. No, Flea's a dude. I remember being a kid and being confused and being like, "Wait, is Flea a boy or a girl?" I have to I have to stop you and correct something before people start flooding us with more hate mail. Flea was in Red Hot Chili Peppers, not Guns N' Roses. Slash was in Guns N' Roses. Yeah, but you said Flea from Guns N' Roses. Did I really? You did. What did I say for Slash? From Guns N' Roses. <laughs> I said Guns N' Roses twice? Yes. Bullshit. Listen to it. Listen to it in post. Can and I this just, whole conversation let me is just, just going to get mystifically. Mystifically. You just said mystifically. I'm making up words. What the fuck words. is mystifically? It's, it's, <laughs> it's a mix between mystically, magically, and specifically. Whatever. I can do whatever I want. I can I can change I can change it so that that's going to be a real word in the dictionary when by the time this airs. I have the time out for 6000, remember? <laughs> the 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 Atmos. The Atmos. The awesome time machine of space. Now the entity. Let's talk the entity because Let's. There's the one part in the game where Robo suggests that there's an entity that is guiding the actions and the events. And that is like, maybe this entity is like helping us towards our goal. Yeah, it's the Alamist. You didn't know that. And uh, well, a lot of people, you know, were like, oh, it's like God or something like that. And like the basic fan accepted like theory is that it's the planet. You know, the planet forms the gates and all that. And I guess that's a good in-universe explanation. But really... What a lot of people don't realize, what they were talking about was you. Me? Yeah. Or the player? You, the listener, the player, all three of you. The or whole Craig Trinity Lewis. Of, yeah. And Craig Lewis. You were the entity because like, it was this meta moment where it was like it knows it's a video game. And that almost makes it more real. It's like this story is happening. And these, and Robo's, it's like some fucking Claudio Sanchez shit. Robo's aware Kudos that he's if you get the reference. in a video game. What was that? Robo's just aware that he's a pawn in a video game. He's a puppet that can see the strings. No, but yeah, it was a theory It's of too Robo's. real. It's too real. Cut the strings. <laughs> Robo does acid, and he's just like, oh, God. Cut the strings, man. Cut the strings. So that's what Luke happens. Luke like, I don't know what you mean. I don't. What, what strings? That's what happens when his head starts spinning. <laughs> but, yeah, dude, bad you're the trip. entity. You're guiding the actions and events. You're helping them towards their goal. You're the entity. Like I thought that was brilliant. You you're you're blowing some minds today. This I'm glad I'm so glad this is the 50th episode because this, this is great. Great stuff. Great content. So um Craig, have you ever heard of Chrono Resurrection? Uh was it wasn't that the fourth alien film? <laughs> no, that was Alien Resurrection. No. I'm I'm pretty sure it was Croto Resurrection. Ah, uh, we'll agree to disagree, or just disagree, in general. Just in general. Disagree and disagree to disagree. Yep. All right, agreed. No, <laughs> you bastard! You Chrono Resurrection was a fan uh, remake of the game for I think GameCube and PlayStation Two and Xbox. There's tons of like footage online. Go on YouTube and Google it. Wait, what? Go on YouTube and Google it. Everybody, uh, yeah, go on YouTube and Google Fairpoint Podcast next, too. Subscribe on Google. Ah, uh, jeez. 
but it's really cool. 3D graphics, really well done. Really does recreate Chrono Trigger. Like, it's pretty fantastic. I would love to see a remake of Chrono Trigger. If, if they're going to do anything with it, I don't want to see another sequel. I want to see either A, a remake with fantastic, beautiful fucking next-gen graphics. Would it still um, be in, like, a battle system mode, like, the way that the current Final Fantasy games are now? Like, live-action battle... Yeah, it's still staged. No, it would almost. still be the same. I, w- I want it to still be the same game. Just beautiful fucking graphics and maybe make the environments a little more... Vivid? Expansive and interactive, maybe. Oh. More loot. And then after that, release a slightly cheaper... I mean, you're, obviously they're going to charge 60 bucks for both of them because that's the fucking video game industry. But you know what? Unless not, one of them's DLC, then it'll only be 10 bucks. Well, then yeah, do that with it. Make some Chrono Trigger DLC. I don't want to see a sequel. It's going to ruin the story. We don't need to see these characters do more. It's a contained story. Keep it that way. But I, I would love to see like some multiplayer games. There's tons of cool characters. Not only the main seven, but tons of side characters. You could make an awesome fighting game. That would be dope. Oh, my God. Like Budokai for Dragon Ball, but just all the characters from Chrono Trigger. And like give it some mini games too, so there's some... like. Other little thing. I don't know. It'd be cool. It'd be cool. I really hope some fan is listening to us right now and is like, I can make that happen. I'm going to make a Chrono fighting game. Do Please it. Make do it, it happen. Make Please. a Flash game. I'll play the shit out of it. We will support your Kickstarter. We'll make sure everybody else does too. So we've taken a deeper look at a lot of things having to do with Chrono Trigger, except for one really big thing. Um, would that be... I got nothing. Go ahead. It'd be the main cast of characters. Yeah, I was trying to be a smartass. Didn't work out. It, it, you know what? It, it's always when you're trying to be a smartass that it never works out. You do it pretty well without trying, so just yeah, stick to that. Yeah, just, just don't try next time. Who do you want to start with? Well, who, who else are we going to start with? Chrono, man. The main protagonist? Well, I was thinking maybe we could build up to Chrono. Start from, start from the bottom, now get... Started from the bottom, now we're here. I don't want to do that. I don't that. want to do I was, that. I, was, I don't want to follow in Jake's Yeah, I so got rather... halfway through the sentence, and I was like, you know what? Yeah, this is probably a bad start, idea. Let's, let's do something Chrono different. Let's, let's start, start from the Chrono. top and move to the bottom, just to spite Drake. So Chrono, he's from 1000 AD, from Guardia, uh, his hometown of Truce in the kingdom of Guardia. His magical element is lightning. Lightning! So he's kind of like a Sith. And his weapon is the sword. The sword. Also of note, he seemingly comes from a broken family. He doesn't have a father. The father is nowhere. They never mention the father. Does he have one? Does he not have one? And, and the mother is kind of too busy. We're going to talk about what? that actually. House in a cleaning bit. to realize that her son is traveling through time and going out <laughs> on these adventures. She's like, "Oh, it's well, good to see Craig, you." Craig, he's traveling through time. It's not like he's been gone that long. Listen, sit down and have a discussion with your mother about what you've been doing, son. Like, the whole time that he was in the past was only, what, an hour? Seconds. I mean, he was gone for a while, but he came right back, and then he was on trial. She probably didn't even realize he was on trial, because she probably thought he was still out enjoying himself at the Millennial Fair. Maybe he went to Luca's afterwards. Can you imagine when you tell, yeah, Mom, I was almost beheaded. Oh, good heavens! (laughs) Oh, and that's just the start of it. Uh, they actually intended on Chrono to stay dead after he died. Yeah. And uh, they were going to have the characters go back in time and find an earlier version of him. And bring him back. But apparently Square thought that was too dark. 
I don't see why that's too dark. They still I mean, had you him already die. killed him. You yeah, know? but they had to come and replace him with the Chrono guy. Yeah, well, because without that, then there'd be no reason to go to uh, Mr. Beckstrom's ten of horrors and get a get a little perfect <laughs> imitation doll of yourself. Chrono's interesting, man. He's uh, he's the silent protagonist. Like the, he's the spokesperson for the silent protagonist. Yeah, he does not say a damn thing. But he does in universe. Like he's clearly talking. Yeah, they they're clearly responding to him it. to things he's saying. They just don't tell you what he's saying. It almost leaves his personality up to personal imagination and interpretation. And they do it. Well, they also do it because in the game, you know, they allow you to change the names of all the main characters that you play as. True, I never uh, did. Though. So that's. Say like the per, and they do that to like say the main character. You change it to you. So yeah, I don't do that. It's with almost Chrono as Trigger, if they're though. treating it like you, the person controlling the game, is the one playing. You know, the playable character as Chrono. I had a friend who would change Frog's name to Glenn and change Robo's name to R dash Y six six or six six Y. Excuse me. Yeah, and that was the only thing he changed. Because those were the real names. Well, maybe he changed Marl to Nadia. She is a princess. So how old do you think Chrono is? My guess would be 15. I think he's 16. It's yeah, interesting right around. 15. I think 16, that one year makes a big difference. It does. It <laughs> really does. But almost every single Japanese RPG made has, the, the protagonist is a teenager. I, I think I'd buy Luca. So Luca is 15. Chrono is 16. Nadia is 16. She's either 16. I could even buy her as 17, 17, but I like her being 16. Same age as Chrono. And Isla is like 25. You say Isla. A lot of people say Isla. I always said Ayla. Interesting. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And next you have the brainy best friend of Chrono, Luca. She is also from 1000 AD in Guardia. Uh, her hometown of Truce. Hometown of Truce. Truce, what's up? <laughs> Represent. Represent that 416. Truce High School Football Rules. So, settle down there. Settle down. Bill and Todd hasn't been created yet. <laughs> no, but they were... They were time travelers, too! Thanks to Rufus. What if we just made this big, epic time-traveling crossover, like Chrono Trigger, Bill and Ted, Hiro Nakamura, Doctor Who? Who else time travels? I don't care, but I, I feel like this is a great episode 75. <laughs> so, anyways... Luke... <laughs> Luca's magic gift is what? Fire? Yeah, her element's fire. her weapon of choice is a gun. Yes. Because, you know, she, she's a girl that loves to shoot. Rednecks everywhere are immediately falling in love. Also because she had that steampunk technology. I don't think anyone else in her time period, like, it didn't seem like guns were, like, a thing. Everyone still kind of uses swords. Yeah. So she probably... Melee weapons. She probably made that gun. Or her dad made it for her, because... Throughout the game, you know, you stop by her house and her dad has makes all sorts of items for her. Well, yeah, she's known for her scientific accidents. Uh, when she was a child, uh, she failed to stop a machine that took her mother's legs. Always felt guilty, blamed herself for that, and dedicated herself to studying science. Also, as a teenager, she accidentally mistakes. sent Princess Nadia back in time. Exactly, yeah. Um, she appears in Xenogears. Did you know that? What's Xenogears? You never heard of Xenogears? I just asked you what it alien? was. It should be self-explanatory. It's gears made of Xenos? <laughs> uh, I, I've never played it, but it's a pretty big game So it's franchise. a game? Is there's it a, a fighting game? Pretty sure there's a... No, it's an RPG. And she's in it? Apparently she appears So it's it's same, same universe. Uncredited yeah. cameo. It was Bill Finger. 
So, so it's it's you, it's, sa- it's same Luca. universe. The, this the Xenogears takes place. I guess Xenogears, Final Fantasy, and Chrono Trigger all take place in the same universe. Wouldn't that have been awesome for a stage of Chrono Trigger to be going to the Final Fantasy time? No. No. <laughs> Whatever, man. <I'm> always <laughs> dashing, dashing all my ideas to pieces. <laughs> I think it would be cool. <laughs> Then we got Princess Nadia Guardia, aka Marl. Her pseudonym, her rap name. <laughs> she uh, she uses that so she can go about the Marl town dog. without being uh, without people harping on her being the princess, so she can like fit in undisclosed. Kind of like Jasmine and Aladdin when she wanted to, you know, just just go around town and, and not be hassled for being a princess. Yeah. She, so just like Chrono and Luca, she's from a thousand A.D. She's the princess of Guardia. Uh, her magic element is ice, ice baby. Yeah, I See, went there. We had already done lightning and fire. They they're, they totally ruined and and screwed up the Captain Planet story <laughs> completely. Well, who would be Heart? Marl. Okay. Or Robo. I and don't know. Uh, her weapon is the bow. I like that she's got a crossbow. That's f- I always yeah, a as a kid crossbow. I loved crossbows. So she's just like Huntress, but not quite like Huntress. Just in choice of weapon, I guess. She's just like Daryl, but not quite like Daryl. Just in choice of weapon, I guess. Yeah. yeah. Uh, she's kind of a tomboy, right? She doesn't want to do all that princess crap. Yeah. You know? She wants to break away from societal norms. She's and more connected be her own to the person. everyday, everyday commoner too than uh, than this royal crap. And yeah, more of a tomboy than a girly girl. She wants to go out on an adventure, man. She wants to she wants to see things, live it up. Yeah. Or pretend to be lean. Not my place to judge. Then we've got Glenn, or his rap name, Frog. Frog Dog. Frog Dog. Uh. Snoop Frog. Ribbit. Ah, that's it. Snoop Frog. Uh. Ribbit. Ribbit. Uh. Yeah, yeah, Ribbit. Thou is trieth to playeth me. Remix. Thou canteth, taketh me. Myeth. In a rap duel. Thank God they fixed Frog's speech in... The DS version. Oh, yeah. You know, to get myself geared up for this, I was watching a little bit of a SNES playthrough, and it is crazy. It's like, you with stayeth the nighteth. Yeah, they, they fixed it on the <laughs> DS. Um, Funny, in Japan, he was much less formal and chivalrous. He was more, like, rough around the edges and whatnot. Like, uh, he called Magus a pale-faced caped bastard, and he openly insulted Ayla when she asked Chrono if she could eat him. Oi, what's wrong with that? I don't see anything wrong with calling a, a bloody bastard a pelvis bastard. You just you just call things what they are. That's all he's doing is being honest with himself. <laughs> if the Smiths taught me anything, it's to be honest with yourself. Thoyeth Sophith. <laughs> yeah, so he is from the past, six hundred AD, Guardia, right? He was given the magical element of water. Because he's a frog. Yeah. That, that, oh, you're a frog. Perfect. Water. That's you, amphibian. <laughs> Gotta fucking yeah. typecast him. He fights Stereotype with... him. Oh, just because I'm a frog, I use water magic. He's like, oh, damn, water? I wanted to be heart. <laughs> heart. <laughs> Nobody wants to be heart. Let's be honest. <laughs> Everybody wants the cool one. So it's unknown what became a frog after the events of Chrono Trigger. Um, there's actually... See, the Super Nintendo makes it seem like he stayed a frog. Because in canon, he did not kill Magus. 
He chose to let Magus live, and Magus helped them. That's what actually happened, although in the game you can choose, obviously. Right. Uh, and but, honestly, you're stupid if you choose to kill Magus. He's such a pimp. Well, that that's the only way to get him to turn back to Glenn. In the Super Nintendo version, if you to kill, Magus. kill Magus at the end, he turns back to Glenn because he killed Magus. The spell is broken. But the PlayStation cut showed him as Glenn at the end, even though Magus... Survived. Was survived. So that's kind of like, well, why is he frog, you know? Um, it's it's weird. I don't know. I, I like to think that he stayed a frog because it was like that was a sacrifice. He forgave Magus. He chose to li- maybe not completely forgave him, you know, in his heart, but he, he chose to, to he cho- he chose let a noble Magus thing. live. Yes, the noble thing and the, the right thing to do in light of we have to stop Lavos made that sacrifice, and now he lives as a frog, and he, and he's learned... He's already been a frog for 10 years. So. Uh, yes, that's good. So he already knows what it's like. I like that. I prefer that to the happy ending. I see if that anything, as a more realistic happy ending. If anything, I think uh, if he did change back to Glenn, he would have a harder time adapting, being, back, adapting into back into humanity. Human life, yeah. right. He just starts like randomly. He's Glenn. He just starts eating bugs. <laughs> and he's like, oh, God, whatever. It's, oh. I can't stop eating them, but they taste gross now. Frog was actually created after Square suggested that another non-human character be created for the party that wasn't a robot. And uh, they threw around a few ideas, came up with a frog. It works so perfect together, though. One thing I love, like, there's the main conflict. Save the world from destruction by Lavos. You know what I mean? And the time stream, because it also corrupted the time stream. True. And then there's all these sub-conflicts, like... Frog's backstory, his deal with Magus, the war between the mystics and the kingdom of Guardia, the the war between early humanity and the reptites, the shit in the future. And it all ties together and supports the themes of the story and like all contributes towards the greater conflict. And it, it works so fucking well. So like them making Frog, like that's perfect. Like he fits that archetype for that medieval character perfectly. I don't know why. It's not too perfect so that it's cliche. It's just original enough while still having that essence. I think you're onto something there, kid. Now we have the apparently sexy cave woman, apparently. Isla. Isla, Ayla. Ayla. Uh, you call her what you want, I guess. For some reason, for a lot of the time I was playing, anytime I would see Isla, I would instinctually in my head like just make – I would add an A in there for no reason and I would call her Ayala. Oh really? Yeah, and where, where, Craig? Where, what are you getting? Well, wait, the, where are this extra A coming you from? You know where the name not comes there. from, right? Uh, yes, but you should probably say it. <laughs> Clan just of to... the Cave Bear. The uh, is it Gene M. Owl or something? Owl Aul. I, I don't. I don't remember. I think it's Gene M. A. U. E. L. Is her last name? I'm not 100 percent sure. But Clan of the Cave Bear. It was a whole trilogy. There was uh, yeah, yeah, Plains exactly. of Passage. Um, I can't remember all of them, but yeah, I totally was... knew that. It was a prehistoric. You never heard of Clan of the Cave Bear? Yeah, I just told you I did. Oh, I thought you were being sarcastic. That's. Oh yeah, I totally was. I totally was. I totally wasn't being sarcastic at all. Uh, No way, I was being sarcastic. Not one bit. But anyways, not to get too far into it yet. She's chief of the Yoka tribe from 65 million BC. She does not have a magical talent because I was it. Guess. I can't remember why she – was it because it was before humanity had evolved to use magic maybe? It could be, or it could just be they ran out of elements to give her. <laughs> uh, her weapon was her fists, straight up fists. Seriously. But, uh, no, this girl did more damage with her fists than Chrono does with his sword. Kayla's a beast. She's a boss-ass bitch, bitch. 
bitch. She's a boss ass bitch. Uh, um, ribbit, uh, ribbit, ribbit. But see, in the official artwork and in the cutscenes, she has a club. Yeah, never uses it in gameplay. What does she have? She wears like a glove, though, right? In the game, that's like she has different. There's like the bronze fist, yeah, the but, iron fist. Yeah, there's probably it's like a glove she puts on that something. gives her more impact. Man, dude, Ayla is one of my favorite characters. I fucking love Ayla. I, I love cave women. I love like prehistoric shit. I don't know. She's she's a cool character. She's got personality. Um, she's very possibly bisexual. Uh, in the Japanese version, oh, it, was she, cave, it was cave people times. There was no right? there was gender. No, there wasn't these sexuality. Lines, you know. Yeah. You know. Is it's the sixty-five it? million nineties. Gay straight. Who cares anymore? You know. <laughs> Uh, but in the Japanese version, she says to Luca that she likes strong people, whether they're male or female. And Luca replies that she's not really into that sort of thing. Yeah, censors <laughs> removed that exchange, obviously, in the American release. And uh, she also apparently was checking Marl out because she makes a underhanded comment about the small size of Marl's breasts. Uh, oh, that, no, girl, you did not go there. <laughs> yeah, she went there saying they, that they probably weren't big enough to give milk to children. Oh, no, she probably also said she didn't have childbearing hips. <laughs> and that. <laughs> Maury, Maury, Maury. Uh huh. I don't care if you're not the baby daddy. You're going to take care of my baby. Yeah, those, those both were obviously changed in the American release. Uh, in Chrono Cross, you actually meet a cave girl named Leia. Who comments that she's gonna name her baby Luke? No, Ayla. Ayla. Oh, Leia Ayla. Not Leia like Princess Star Wars. Leia, yeah, but I was Leia thinking. like the actual name Leia. L E A H. That's Leah, isn't it? Leah. Sure. Whatever. Yeah, you're right. It's Leah. It's totally <laughs> Leah. I always. Oh, I don't know. For the longest time when I played this game, I was like, okay, so she's a human with a tail. But, no. Yeah, it, it it turns out false alarm is is just part of her uh part of her clothing. Yeah, she killed a saber tooth cat or something and wears it as a trophy. She killed it with her fists too. Oh, of of course. No other way. Next we've got R-66Y, aka Robo. Um he's from 2300 AD, the future. It's even the future to us. And uh his weapon is his arm. Now, I'm a little confused. Like I said, it's been a while since I played. Now, he... I remember that he could not learn magic because he didn't have a soul, right? Right. That's exactly what it was. But doesn't he have shadow-type magic? He just used laser beams, man. Shadow magic. Funny funny enough about Robo is... Is it just me, or when you see him, does he not look like a mix between TikTok from Return to Oz... And Yukon Cornelius from Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer. <laughs> if, they made, if they made that into one being. Sure. Mixed with a Ninja Turtle. All he needs is a... Yeah, I'll, no. No. <laughs> no, he's no? got the backpack on. Because that's where oh, Yukon Cornelius... Oh, that's his proton pack. Yeah. He's like a Ghostbuster, too. Fair enough. Okay. But, uh, yeah, all he needs is the mustache, and it's dead on. It's the only thing he's missing is a goddamn mustache. What were they thinking? All robots should have mustaches. Metal mustaches. TikTok had a mustache. Metal mustache. That's the name of my hipster metal band. Yeah, hipster metal. It's a genre now. Look it up. It's a new one. It's I'm just, making just, a Wikipedia article as we speak. Just started. Citations needed. <laughs> <laughs> now, one cool thing about Robo Man, like I mean, like you were saying, he's got lasers. 
He's got like his arm cannon. Like his, yeah, he's got a rocket fist. His dual techs and triple techs are fucking sweet when he interacts with the other players. He uh, he's almost like one of the most compassionate members of the party. Like, which is interesting because he doesn't have a soul. He doesn't or have heart. a soul yet. He and uses a lot all of emotion due to an so. error. Yet he's so compassionate. And I mean, basically. What I'm trying to say is that you will not get this from any other guy. Wait. And I just want to tell you who I'm feeling. I, I got to make you understand. Never going to give, go to give, go to give, give. What is this? Like, like skip? Is that like a remix? No. That's, yeah, it's part of the song. He's like, never going to give, going to give, going to give, give you up. Oh, he does? Yeah, it's in the, oh, okay. towards the middle of the song. I feel like you're like doing this dubstep Skrillex remix. <laughs> never going to give. Give, give, boom, drop the bass, boom, 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 give you up, boom, boom, boom. Okay. <laughs> See, Skrillex, it's not hard. I could do it with my fucking mouth. So finally, we've got Magus. Ah, the villain, or so we thought, for most of The Vegeta of, of Chrono Trigger. Um, originally from 12,000 BC, but established himself in 600 AD. Uh, so originally, you know, from Zeal. An heir to the throne of Zeal. Yeah, that's the kingdom of magic, right? Yeah, well, we talked about it earlier, you know. Rewind, if you don't remember. Uh, originally known as This Janus. podcast is so long, I've already forgotten, so. And uh, his magical element, of course, is shadow. And his weapon is the scythe. The scythe is such a cool weapon in any game. It's like it's a curved brick. It's almost like an arach. A what? An arach? I don't know what that is. It's similar to a scythe. It's a curved sword okay so that was all the characters right all the main playable characters that was but there was a persisting rumor a false one mind you that there was a hidden eighth player whoa 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 oh you said it was a false rumor uh the three most likely candidates were always scala or shala however you pronounce that um you know magus's older sister i'd say shala toma the adventurer I would also say Toma. And Cyrus, you know, frogs. Which idol. is interesting. So none of these theories, though, even scratch the surface of the truth. Gasper, you know, the guru at the end of time, he was at one time originally intended to be the eighth member of the party. Oh, how awesome would that have been if he could have been a playable character? Yeah, Toriyama did a sketch of him as a playable party member and confirmed that. Do you think he his, um, would his weapon be the cane? Probably, maybe. Be. And his magic would be all magic? I don't know. No, his magic would be to contort space and time and fuck up the other person. <laughs> the, the NPC bad, baddies. I'm sure he'd fuck up the other person no matter what his magic was. All right, so let's make a... What, who would you cast as these fucking characters if you made a movie? You know, You know what? Oh, man. Yeah, we're going to be here all night if you we wanna, try yeah. to seriously do that. Let's, let's just do a quick on the let's fly. Let's just fuck around. One. Let's just fuck around and, 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 and uh, yeah. Chrono. Who would, who, would, who would be a good, quote-unquote, good? Do you think we should use a silent type? Kevin Smith as Chrono. No, no, because it would be Silent Bob as Chrono. <laughs> uh, my vote would be for Zac Efron, because <laughs> finally he could just shut the fuck up. <laughs> Oh, man. So if we're just casting people, we want to shut the fuck up. Is Chrono, yeah. I mean, just as Chrono. Bill O'Reilly is Chrono. Fucking. Too old. <laughs> too old. He's just walking around nodding. He's also too irrelevant. <laughs> and not an actor. 
Zach Efron is Chrono, huh? That's my pick. You got to get that that Nickelodeon crowd. Is he from Nickelodeon? I don't know. Uh, Disney. High School Musical. Well, shit. If we're going that if we're going that route, Miley Cyrus as Marl. No, she's more of a Luca. No, nah, man. No, no. totally Marl. She's got to get out. She's like, I'm tired of being the princess. I'm going to go hump a fucking wrecking ball <laughs> <laughs> and go fuck some commoner. Oh, man. It's funny because if this was um, 10 years ago, it'd probably be Lindsay Lohan <laughs> as Dude, Marl. Miley Cyrus as Marl. I'm Marley Cyrus. We're, we're, we're going like, with it. We're like, <laughs> they were like, isn't it you, Princess Nadia? She's like, no, I'm Hannah Montana. <laughs> <laughs> just a singer god what I about, what about luca out. luca's tough luca um let's see brainy let's Tina do as luca i was gonna say a little old i was gonna say uh zoe de chanel with hipster glasses has to have the hipster glasses but dude Fuck, Zoe Deschanel is cute, dude. And you, at, at hipster some point, girls are cute, man. Say what you want about hipsters. At some point, uh, Luca's going to start singing for some reason, and then we're going to be like, God, can you just stop it? <laughs> Why can't you just be like Chrono and not talk? Frog. Tim Curry. <laughs> I was, was going to say... Uh, Morgan Freeman. Um. Tim Curry. Wow, that's a really good one. Morgan Freeman. No. Someone with a good voice. No? No, Morgan not Morgan Freeman. Morgan. I can't see him as a frog. Uh, Tim Curry or maybe... Christopher Walken. Jonah Hill. Jonah Hill as frog? <laughs> no, Christopher Walken. You're on to something. I want Christopher uh, Walken as frog. Girl, no. Twas if the night if to stay if. Magus F is gonna be slayed. Yeah, fucking if. dialogue. It needs more if. <laughs> it needs more if. I see what you did Can there. Can you add more if? Can you add more if? I'm frog. I'm the cack of the walk. <laughs> that is not. Now we're just losing the walking. Oh, we probably never had it to begin. Never with. Never had it to begin with. The walk-in is a hard thing to have. That like, very I few don't... individuals possess it. In fact, the exact number is one. And it's the walk in. <laughs> There's a few people that can do impressions. That Out of we're not all the shitty impressions that I do, Christopher Walken is probably the worst one I've ever made, I've ever attempted. What about Robo? Oh God, Robo! Would... I was gonna say Seth Rogen. Seth Rogen. I was thinking Seth Rogen is something. Uh, Somebody you know what? It, it wouldn't. It wouldn't make sense. I was gonna say Nick Offerman, but Nicolas Cage. Oh my God, Nick! No, no, Nicolas Cage is Magus. Yes. Oh, there my God. Is. Nicolas Cage is we the just perfect skipped. Magus. Magus it is. Uh, so back to Robo. Do, but don't worry. I, I can shit on Nicolas Stephen Cage Hawking a little bit. Stephen Hawking in his acting debut? Low blow, my friend. How is it a low blow? It's you're, giving him work. You're, you're, That's like saying it's a low blow casting. They always cast, like, little people as hobbits and shit. I guess that was kind of a low blow. Elijah Wood is not a little people. Well, up until then. Up until Peter Jackson changed the game, bruh. He just changed camera angles, bruh. <laughs> changed the game and camera angles. So if there was a little a little person in this game, would you say that it should be played by... Uh, Vern Troyer as Robo? No, I was, no. <laughs> was going to say Ryan Seacrest as a little person. Oh, okay. <laughs> just to throw a pig, like, pigeonhole him in there. But Robo. 
Oh, Jesus. Robo, Robo, Robo. Fuck, dude. I like Tim Curry as Frog. But Christopher Walken, you can't beat. All right. Anyway, I'm sorry. Let's Robo. make Tim Curry Robo. I don't like that. Why not? Tim Curry Ayla? No. <laughs> no. Well. <laughs> but no. Johnny Knoxville as Johnny. That's perfect casting. Johnny the... the yeah, the motorcycle biker robot. gang. Wow, we Perfect. are going way into side characters here now. But still, that still. works. Uh, uh, but Robo. Sure, Seth Rogen can be Robo. Yeah, that's not that bad. <laughs> you that's know all he does. You could <laughs> be a good Ayla? Pamela Anderson. No. Damn it. No. Oh, I thought you were going to just start. <laughs> I was just like, no. I was just ready to Carmen shoot Electra. whatever you said. No. Sidney Crawford. <laughs> Craig, where do you think? I heard Cindy Crawford's dead. (laughs) Roseanne Barr. There we go. Dude, Roseanne Barr is a boss-ass bitch. She is. Ellen DeGeneres. As Ayla? As Ayla. She'd have to wear a wig. No, but I respect it. Um, Rihanna. No. (laughs) (laughs) Um... Hmm, Ayla. This is a tough one. Princess Peach. That's not a real person. Morgan Freeman? Johnny Depp. Johnny Depp can play any role. Can do anything. Johnny Depp as Ayla. I think this is one (laughs) role he can't do. (laughs) I just feel like he cannot pull it off. Um, Oh, you know who else can do any role? Um, Gary Oldman. He can do just about any role. You know what, though? Like, we have an opportunity to cast, like, one of the sexiest characters in gaming, if you will. We probably shouldn't cast Gary Oldman. Well, now that you put it that way, I kind of do want to cast Gary Oldman. (laughs) (laughs) Gary Oldman it is. Gary Oldman as You are Ayla. Ayla with a mustache. There. We, we, We spent our brains on casting. And I am just about ready to to finish this up. Well, we got to end this on a pretty interesting note, Craig. Um, I thought the cast was pretty interesting in in and of itself. Oh, there's some pretty crazy shit, man. You're not talking about biblical allegories, are you? I am. Fuck. How did you guess that? Ah, man, it was a 50-50 shot between that and Meredith Baxter Burney. There is this huge... We're not even going to be able to really... Scratch the surface. Pardon my overuse of that, you know, uh, phrase. But we're 50 not even episodes really in and you're just saying pardon my use of that phrase. <laughs> it, like, this is a huge thing. There, there are a lot of biblical allegories in Chrono Trigger. There's a whole fan theory about how this is a retelling of the Bible. Now, it's not a straight up retelling of the Bible. So what is Chrono Jesus? Of course. There, there's a lot of key scenes and key characters that it really seems pretty likely had some inspiration to this. I mean, Chrono is Jesus, okay? He has no father. He died to save his friends and his people and the world, and uh, he was resurrected. Well, Jesus had a father. It was God. Chrono's father was the entity. I don't know. I'm just saying. Chrono could... Oh. Maybe he does have a father. They never reference it. But Jesus was a virgin birth, uh, immaculate conception. Also, Chrono uses one piece of jerky to feed an entire army. Do you remember when you get the jerky? Yeah. And then you bring it to the bridge, yep. and the army's like, we're famished. We can't finish building this bridge. You give them the jerky, bam. They're like, we are no longer <laughs> famished. That jerky was delicious. Just Thank like you, Jesus. Slim Jim. 
Uh, he also has the spell Life, even though he's not a healing character. Uh, his element is Lightning, the tool of the gods, you know, the tool of Zeus and Thor, all these, like, prototypes for Jesus. And he has a Last Supper in prehistoric times. He's then betrayed by Toma after the, la- the Last Supper and is tried and sentenced to death. Oh. It's pretty interesting. Um, eh, I think you're stretching it a little oh, bit. Oh, there's a lot more. Um, okay. Okay, the gurus, the three gurus are named after the three magi who, they're not actually in the Bible, but, you know, the three magi that deliver the gifts to the baby Jesus. You mean the wise men? Yeah, wise, yes. they're, they're magi. They're known as magi and as wise men. Wise men magi. Yeah, magi from the east. They created um, magi nation. Yes. <laughs> you know, the magi give Jesus frankincense, myrrh, and gold, right? Yes. Yeah, gold, frankincense, and myrrh. The gurus. It give- was known that the ones that gave frankincense and myrrh were kind of pissed that uh, that the third gave gold. Yeah, they're like, come on, man. We had a $20 limit. <laughs> Son of a bitch. The gurus gave Chrono the Masamune, the Epoch, and the Time Egg instead of, you know, gold, frankincense, and myrrh. And they also live in the east. All the gurus live in the eastern areas of the maps, just like the Magi, who were from the east. Yeah, travel from the east. Uh, Guardia is totally Rome. Started from the east, now they're here. Yakra, the Pharisees, they infiltrated a cathedral, they infiltrated the church, influenced the government of Rome to try Chrono. Uh, Dude, Medina Village, now this is where it gets a little... But like... Well, because now you're making... Medina is an actual city. It's a holy city for Muslims. It was the burial place of Muhammad. The Quran so... says that non-Muslims should be kicked out of the city. In Chrono Trigger, Medina is the city of the mystics. You know, the right, monsters the and everybody. Monsters and, and immediately any humans there, are, are not welcome. And, uh, and also, the, you could also say they're treating that city as like, you know, where the Muslims are is where the monsters are. Yeah, because the enemies of the enemies the of Christianity, and the Muslims, the war and the Crusades. It has a lot of parallels to that. Absolutely. And uh, I can see man. where you, I can see where you're going with this now. <laughs> it's getting crazier, right, dude? Deeper and deeper down the rabbit hole, Nathan. Just remember, do so, not take the blue pill. Ayla is Moses. Let her people go. She's fighting for the oh, freedom of her people against okay. the reptites and everything. And way before Jesus, you know, way before Chrono. So Revelation speaks of a burning star that falls to the earth. The star was called Wormwood, and it kills most of the people on Earth. It would be Lavos. Yeah. yeah. Um, Queen Zeal is the Antichrist, and Magus is the false prophet. Because he went to the future, he comes back to his home time period, and he knows what will happen because right. he's been he knows the future. the future. So he's claiming to be a prophet, but he's lying. Scala, an innocent young woman clad in purple, forced by her mother to summon Lavos. Let me just read a clip from Revelation to you, okay? No, thank you. I'm going to anyway, okay? I'm, I'm like the guy downtown. Can I? I'm just going to read this clip from... Re- no, I, I have to get to work. <laughs> I actually have to get... I actually have my a bus. podcast about Chrono Trigger to record. And I saw a woman sitting on a scarlet beast, which was full of names and blasphemy, having ten horns. The woman was arrayed in purple and scarlet. The angel said to me, I will tell you the mystery of the woman and of the beast that carries her. The beast you saw was and is not, and will ascend out of the bottomless pit and go to perdition, and those who dwell on the earth will marvel whose names are not written in the book of life from the foundation of the world when they see the beast that was and was not and yet is. 
The ten horns which you saw are the ten kings who have received no kingdoms as yet, but they receive authority for one hour as kings with the beast. These are of one mind, and they will give their owner and authority to the beast. These will make war with the lamb, and the lamb will overcome them, for he is lord of lords. So, dude, check it. Lavos has ten forms, each of which follows an attack pattern from one of your ten previous bosses. Those right. are the ten kings. Of one mind, they serve their master. Lavos, you know what I mean? It's Lavos almost is like, the master. Yeah. And uh, the, the woman dressed in scarlet and purple that, that's riding it. I'm sorry, the woman dressed in purple that's riding the scarlet beast. Shala. Shala, yeah. It, it, it's pretty intense. There's more, too. Look online. Search for uh, Chrono Testament. That was an old site. It was a GeoCities site way back, son. Oh, so that was created in, like, 1997. Well, maybe a little after that, but, yeah, a long time ago. So, yeah, it's, it's, it's interesting. That is very interesting. I never really put two and two together, but I guess, you know, you could maybe make connections of one thing to another. If you, if you dig deep enough, you can always make some sort of connection that you want to. But this, these are pretty, well, like, glaring... See, the creators do claim, no, nope, it's all hogwash. We didn't have any biblical allegory intentions. We made up this original idea on our own. Now, do I buy that? Maybe. On the one hand, I feel like they would say that because they don't want to stir up controversy. Yes, we intentionally substituted another character for Jesus, and we want the Christian parents to not buy this for their children because that's a sin, and this is going to make them never fucking consider this game. So, of course, to avoid controversy and all those troubles, they're going to deny it. It's the safe thing to do. Square wouldn't want them saying it's an allegory for Jesus. Because they, yeah, they want those Christian sales. On the other hand, though, I feel like the reason so much mythology and religion and just storytelling in general, have these similarities. It's a topic for another podcast altogether, but it's because these are real archetypes, real story archetypes, real things that tap into the human condition, and and there's maybe something powerful and real to these myths. And? And then? And then? And then? All right, well, hold on, though, man. Like, Oh, come on, man. Before we're done here, like, I've kind of... a long day. I've kind of been thinking about the time travel in this. Please don't hurt yourself. The way it works, it's interesting, okay? Like, like we said, until a character actually travels through time and does something, it hasn't happened. It hasn't happened yet. I think this world, man, this is like some Donnie Darko shit. Like, it's all dependent on things that happen in the future to change the past. Well, this world and- has gone through so many. People were traveling through time and changing the way this world Constantly. was before Chrono. I mean, Magus, Magus as Prince was, Janus, yeah. had already been set in time and changed what the world was. But it had also happened while Chrono was there. Before that... Maybe the gurus had been sent in time. It's really, like, it's interesting to think, what was this world like before anybody traveled in time? It was probably so different. This has probably been going on for a while. I'm starting to think, if there's all those gates at the end of time to go to different places, why the hell did Gasper just chill there? Why didn't he go wherever he wanted to? Well, I'm sure he did. I'm sure he's done that plenty of times. You don't know that. Since the game didn't tell us that, I'm going to assume it never happened. 
how many millions of years do you think he can just sit at the end of time? I'm sure he's done Forever. all that. Never moving. Like well, we said, dude, the world has been affected so I guess many times. He had to get the Chrono Trigger somewhere. And these gates, man, like okay, they must have like a specific relationship between like the worlds they link. Like this is kinda hard to explain, but like Okay, but you're gonna try anyways. Time passes between them in a certain way. So like they can't just travel back to one thousand AD a day before the millennial fair right. and find Chrono. It has to be at that specific gate. Yeah, and time has been passing. Yes. Actively. Normally. And that's why the epoch is important. A, because it lets them travel through the gates, yes. but it still travels within the confines of where the gates allow them to travel. Of course. And then the time egg, the chrono trigger, lets them go to any specific point. And that's why they're but able... just one. And the reason they go to right before he was killed... To save Chrono. ...was because they've done so much... They don't want to fuck shit up. A, it's an RPG. You already have trouble remembering what you did. You haven't played right. it in two weeks. Right. What did I do? You know, oh, God, so they're uh, like, fuck. God, God. What do I do? And B, they've got all this experience from level grinding. And C, they don't want to screw up what the future's become any more than they already have. So they go to the last available moment that Chrono was there and take him. And there you go. There you go. Boom. And that about explains Chrono Trigger. I'm sorry I asked. If I weren't at a fixed point in time and I wasn't an omnipresent super temporal being, you would have just wasted so much of me time. So that's episode 50, huh? Wait, have you guys been recording this entire thing? I never consented to being on your podcast. Wait, okay, okay. Just wait a second. No, you wait a second. No, seriously, seriously. Just hold on. Pump the brakes. What's going on, Craig? So... I'm so fucking confused right now. So we really, really legitimately time-traveled? The Elemist is real? No, you bloody Lenny. This is just a podcast. I'm just you doing an offensively bad Cockney accent. You're cute and aware of that, aren't you? Then how do you explain what just happened? Haven't you been paying attention? The whole point was... I'll handle this. Me from the future from the future? Whoa, you look totally badass, dude! You've got an eye patch and a cyborg axe hand and like a... like. Yes, I can see that. What the actual fuck? Listen, me from the past. It's the whole spirit of Fairpoint. You guys get together and talk about these things for hours every week. You do this because you believe in them. Batman is just as real as the effect he has had on the world and the people who believe in him. All of this is possible. Because you believed. Or you could be having a psychotic episode. That is also a possibility. I'm going to go with Nathan on this one. Yours is a little too cheesy and self-indulgent. Everybody's cheesy and self-indulgent in the future. Oh, world full of hipsters. So that's it then? That's the episode? Of course not. You still have to do plugs. And I have a message from episode 100. (gasps) Gosh! So... And then a giant genetically engineered alien squid kicking everybody. Spoiler alert. All right. Well, holy shit, man. I can't believe we're here, but that's 50 fucking episodes in the bank, man. In a nutshell. And in, in a pretty big fucking oh nutshell. Oh, my. This, this, has been, this has been something. 
Yeah, dude, absolutely, man. And I'm, I'm still not sure if this was all real or not. And like, <laughs> I, you're overthinking it. I really am. I'm really Ooh. looking forward to the next thing. I mean, we don't have this isn't split into seasons, you know. But but if it was, this was our grand season finale for season one. And, yeah. Uh, so you're welcome. <laughs> next week, you can look forward to the season premiere. Episode 51, some pretty big shit, isn't it, Craig? Hell yes. So excited. So excited. Look, post 50, we, we said it before, it's it's a brave new world. We're going to be doing big things. So big many new guest stars things. coming up for you. So many new segments. And uh, right off the bat, next big week. Big guy. Big guest. Episode oh my 51. God. The fucking blockbuster buster. That's right. Uh, he's going to be here with us in the secret room. Or, or uh, on Skype. On Skype, on Skype, but we've got a great episode for you next week, an evening with the Blockbuster Buster. It's going to be some fun shit. Breaking uh, Fairpoint boundaries. Until then, you know the drill. Please check us out on Facebook. Craig, you've been following the Facebook? I have. I, I have. You have been annoying. <laughs> I have. I, no, you, I it's, have. it's awesome. I, it's an awesome thing. Yeah, yeah. I have. Um, or you could I have. follow me on Twitter. I mean, follow us on Twitter. You can follow us on Twitter at Fairpoint Pod. Yeah, it's Fairpoint Podcast everywhere else, but you know Twitter and their fucking character limits. Even in your name. Uh, so just like everywhere else, go to YouTube, subscribe there. We've got more episode promos on the way. Hopefully we're not full of shit and we're being sincere. Yeah, me too. That's the <laughs> legit episode promos. We've got videos on the way, people. You should really subscribe to our podcast on iTunes and give us a rating. Honestly, you should already have done that. Really? What's what's stopping you? Seriously. What's stopping you? Nothing but yourself. You're holding yourself back. Don't be lazy. Don't SoundCloud, be what the rest of the world we host an episode there. Only one per, you know, time. Yeah, only one at a time. But uh, you can check us out on SoundCloud. There's still something there. And... I've got another podcast you can listen to. For all the Pokemaniacs out there, it's a Pokemon-centered podcast. <laughs> no pun intended. I'm getting tired of you plugging your silly little one-man podcast on silly? this Silly? Jesus Christ, I mean... Man. What the fuck? Love you. All right, now I'm creeped out, but... Uh, Good. Sylph Radio Podcast. Well, it's rather, it's Sylph Radio, a Pokemon podcast. It's on iTunes. It's on Facebook. Seriously, it's pretty cool, so give it a check. Hey, Craig's on episode two. Yeah, don't listen to mine, though. Listen to the one with Justin and Phil. Listen to all three of them, and we've got more on the way. Tune in next week. Keep tuning in. We've got the triumphant return of a few old friends. We've got some new guests in the book and a lot of really cool topics on the way for you. And uh, don't forget, keep sending those topic ideas to us. Fairpointpodcast at yahoo.com. Yeah, and seriously, if you're not checking it out, you're missing out. Fuck, for the last 50 episodes, man, from Secret Room Multimedia, looking forward to seeing you in the next 50. I'm Nathan Kappeser. And I'm Craig Lewis. Talk to you next time, and the time after that, and the time after that. And hopefully the time after that. See, the best part is we don't get canceled. We cancel ourselves. Right. Thank, thank you guys so much. Thank you for listening. Uh, it couldn't be appreciated more. We'll, uh, we'll talk to you guys soon.
Oh, man, that was quite the adventure. But it's good to be home. Uh, hey, Craig, can you hit the lights? Dude, they're not turning on. Don't tell me you forgot to pay the electric bill again. <sighs> forgot is one word for it. Craig, Nathan, it's time. Whoa, who was that shadowy figure off in the corner of the secret room? Is that Nick Fury? Guess again. Trigger, wow. Finally, I understand where this game gets its name. It's crazy. <laughs>